Welcome, listeners, to a spine-tingling Halloween special of Strange Darkness Radio. On this chilling episode, we're diving into the darkest corners of three of the most haunted houses in America. But that's not all. We're introducing a new segment, Dark and Twisted Questions, where we pose ten disturbing questions for you to ponder. Which choice would you make, and how far would you go? Now, let's turn our attention to the sinister heart of our show, McKamey Manor. Buckle up as we embark on a journey to unravel the horrors concealed within its walls. At McKamey Manor, the line between fear and reality blurs, and one man's uniquely diabolical vision breathes life into your deepest nightmares. Welcome to Strange Darkness Radio's Halloween special. Prepare for a spine-tingling voyage into the peculiar darkness of McKamey Manor. Welcome, welcome to this special Halloween episode of Strange Darkness Radio. On tonight's show, I'm joined by Carolyn Gray. I know she hates me saying her name. <laughs> and Amy Tideman. I wanted to do it. Okay, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, I would have, the pause would have just been too long <laughs> for you to respond. I know, I always screw it up. You can just do it. Uh, okay. So, uh, so... <laughs> So, ladies, how's it going for tonight? Everyone doing good? Yeah, I'm doing great. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I'm good. Can't cool. wait for Halloween. Oh, nice. Yes, that's what this episode is about. On tonight's show, we have something very intriguing. Uh, we're going to talk about three of the most haunted houses in the United States. And uh, one of them... The Whaley House is a very interesting um, uh, topic that we're going to get into. So we're going to cover the Whaley House, the Myrtle Plantation, and the Sally House. So what do you guys think about these particular houses, you know, before we get into the meat, um, potatoes of it all? What do you guys like? Amy, you want to go? Uh, they all sound fascinating, and I think you can actually tour each one, right? So yes. it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like maybe a future field trip to me. <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking the exact same thing. Ah. Like, I want to book all of these places and go just right. stay there. I don't we should think do they're that. that expensive, actually. We should do that and film we that. We should. That would be yeah. a lot of fun, right? That would be. That would be a lot of fun. It'd be very interesting. Um, what, okay. And then we also have, you know, another crazy topic, which is our last is the McKamey, uh, manor. Would you, would you take that tour, Amy? Oh, heck no. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll, we'll get way more into that. I'll take the haunted house over the torture house. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, exactly. That's yeah. We, we definitely got to get into that, you know, for sure. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and then also we have our 10 twisted, crazy questions that we're going to ask. Me and uh, Amy will be uh, going back to back on that. And uh, we have the one bonus uh, question I think will be uh, very interesting. So let's go ahead and get into uh, the Whaley House and uh, let's take this haunted voyage. Here we go. The Whaley House. 
The Whaley House is located in San Diego, California, is renowned for its paranormal activity and rich history. Here's a detailed breakdown of the reported paranormal phenomena and some additional ghostly details. Yankee Jim Robinson. One of the most famous ghosts associated with the Whaley House is that of James Yankee Jim Robinson. He was hung on the property in 1852. Visitors and staff have reported hearing heavy footsteps that are attributed to Yankee Jim as if he continues to roam the house in the afterlife. Thomas and Anna Whaley. Both Mr. and Mrs. Whaley are believed to haunt their former home. Apparitions of Thomas Whaley have been reported in various parts of the house, often in the form of a full-bodied apparition. Anna Whaley is said to be particularly active in the garden area. The Whaley Children. The Whaley House is also believed to be haunted by the spirits of the Whaley Children. Visitors have reported encountering the ghost of a young girl, likely one of the Whaley daughters. Some have described seeing a girl in a period dress or hearing the sound of a child's laughter. <laughs> family dog. Even the Whaley family's beloved pet, a dog, is believed to make ghostly appearances. Some visitors have claimed to see or hear a phantom dog within the house. Apparitions and strange phenomena. In addition to specific ghostly figures, visitors and staff have reported a range of other paranormal experiences. These include cold spots, sudden temperature drops, unexplained sounds, and eerie apparitions in various rooms of the house. Ghostly Encounters Many visitors have shared their personal encounters with the supernatural during tours and investigations at the Whaley House. Some claim to have captured unexplained figures and orbs in photographs taken within the house. Seances and paranormal investigations, the Whaley House has been a subject of interest for paranormal investigators and has been featured in various television programs, adding to its reputation as a haunted location. Historical Significance Beyond its ghostly legends, the Whaley House is a significant historical site, serving as a museum that showcases San Diego's history. The combination of historical significance and ghostly legends makes it a unique and popular destination for tourists and those interested in the paranormal. So that's the Whaley House. So what do you guys think about, you know, this particular uh, property, which, again, I did not know this was in San Diego because I definitely would have probably paid this place a visit because this sounds uh, extremely creepy, especially with all the things, you know, that are happening at this particular location, at least the claims anyways. Yeah. When I yeah. first heard of the Whaley House, I thought they were talking about whales. Like, like the animal because it's by the because it's in San Diego exactly yeah but yeah I guess it's named after the Whaley family that probably makes more sense yeah yeah no I agree if I were in San Diego I would definitely putting uh be putting that on my list of to-dos I mean it I guess it 
has the title of America's most haunted house. Most haunted. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious what <laughs> gives it that distinct title that it's the most haunted house. Um, so I had no idea, but yeah, this is the first time that I've actually heard of the Whaley house and, um, but it's a beautiful home actually. So I yeah. mean, it would be worth seeing not just because it's haunted, but just because of how pretty the house is and, you know, it's historic, uh, I guess, significance, um, in San Diego. Yeah, no, that's very true. I've always heard of, you know, houses being, um, you know, built on whether it's burial lands, cemeteries, or, you know, at least <laughs> cemeteries, they, they say they move the bodies. And uh, sometimes you find out they didn't. <laughs> oh. But this one right. is actually um, built on uh, the gallows or where the courthouses mm-hmm. were and people were hung. So I find that very interesting Mm -hmm. because, you know, Mm -hmm. I imagine there's a lot of different locations because of houses being built, you know, in these particular places, because from that time period, you know, they had the public hangings and different things and time moves Mm -hmm. on. Who knows where, you know, where your house is actually located and being built on that particular ground and wondering why your house is haunted. Right. You know, what's interesting about that, I actually heard a story that, um, what was his name? Thomas Whaley was actually present at the hanging of mm-hmm. um, Yankee Jim. Mm-hmm. And then he later bought the land where that happened, where those gallows, you know, used to be. And they say that he regretted it. You know, he built the house, but he regretted buying that land later. So yeah, spent the rest think? of his life. Like, why would you want to buy that property? Why on earth would you buy that land and build your house there? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because I think it, like, I heard that it was also, um, it was an old cemetery, right? Prior to all of this. Where the the house was also? Nonstop, like, death. So, I mean, I'm, you that know, makes I guess, sense because mm-hmm. if they're going to have the courthouse and the gallows there, they would probably have, you know, a burial spot nearby where yep. they just kind of the dump un- them. So. Unclaimed bodies. No, it's the ones that, you know, where right. the, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the relatives yeah, don't I have the money like, to okay, bury them. Why are you surprised that all the stuff happened? <laughs> you yeah. sat there yeah. and you watched somebody get hung in front of you and then you're going to go build a house like a year later. I don't, I don't know if it was a year later, well, but I mean... He and his family actually moved out of the Whaley House and they moved to San Francisco. And then they were there during the 1868 uh, earthquake in San Francisco and they were forced to move back to the Whaley House. So I think they tried to leave. And then for whatever reason, they came back and then they just never left. I mean, even a lot of the kids grew up and died in that house of old age later. Um, I I found. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Well, I found the Whaley House more the most interesting out of all three because um, it had the most documented deaths and the most, uh, I don't know, just the most history, in my opinion, of this family. Yeah. I mean, I think one of their children died when it was a baby of t- like uh, red scarlet fever. Yeah. And then one of the daughters actually committed suicide and she mm. killed herself in the backyard and then was brought into the house while she was still alive. And then she died in the foyer something like that. So there were a lot of deaths in this family in this house, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think there was even, um, so aside from having, you know, the death of the children in the house, but I think there was also a fire that occurred as well. 
So it just seems like they had all these um, unfortunate events. And yeah, I did. Bad things following them everywhere they went. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, I heard that too, that they left. But I actually heard they, yeah, they did come back. But I think they actually built another home not too far away. So I don't think they stayed there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, not surprisingly, they didn't stay there. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's to me, it's uh, intriguing on how haunts even happen because technically there are a lot of places where people pass away and, you know, violence happens in, in particular homes or, just odd deaths, you know, that occur. People who, you know, are killed and the the person is never found or um, they weren't even realized the person died by somebody else's hand thinking that they died of natural causes. But for whatever reason, right. it, it's like there's no rhyme or reason on why these haunts happen. You know what I mean? Because Yeah, you know, like why so, does it happen in some locations and not others? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think... That's one other thing that's interesting about Whaley House. That's what I mean about the family, because it feels like they were just really stuck and tied to this land for some reason. Like they mm-hmm. had some weird bad juju yeah. connected to them in this land. Um, but yeah, I mean, even one of them lived to be like 80 or 90 years old and she died in that house. So it's just crazy to me that they never left. They grew up in this house and they some of them just never left. Yeah. A lot of deaths, so... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting that they would stay there. Um, I mean, I'm sure they had like a lot of money too, so they didn't have to stay there. Um, Right. Weird. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting house, but, but very pretty house. So I don't know, maybe just aesthetically, (laughs) they just didn't want (laughs) to leave that, you know, that could be true or, you know, give up the land. Sometimes people pass mm-hmm. on, they make contracts about not selling and, uh, you know, to always keep the land, you know, in the family. So that that could have been a reason to why they didn't sell. But um, and then it's interesting to get someone in that time period's take on what they feel is a haunt. You know, You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're hearing stories about, how this play, how they felt or how it was haunted to them. Think about this though. In some parts of the country at that time, you know, they didn't run electricity to that particular town and they were using kerosene lamps. There was no TVs. So imagine how quiet the house could be if you don't have the kids mm-hmm. running around. And then the things that you would hear mm-hmm. on something, you know, so quiet. Um, and, and that would just eerie. drive you crazy mm-hmm. to me anyways, because again, we have so much, um, sound pollution and light pollution. And you, you, you know, when you live in a city, think about San Diego, we think of, you know, lively place and, you know, the hustle and bustle mm-hmm. of San Diego. But at this particular time in the 18, in 1857, you can hear a cricket. Yeah. It wasn't itself. like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very fascinating. Yes, yes, yes. You guys want to move on to our next story or you still have more? Well, wait, I wanted to say one more thing about the Whaley House. So, you know, all of these places have their famous ghosts and sightings and stuff like that. But another interesting thing about Whaley was that um, I don't know what year it was, but at one point there was some guy who was working in the 
the house after it was kind of turned into a museum or whatever, like a tour guide. And um, he was like getting ready to lock up. It was nighttime and he was punching in the code to lock everything up. And he heard a woman behind him say, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And he got so scared. He bolted and ran out the door without locking everything up, set off the alarm. And then when the cops arrived, uh, one of the police officers actually claimed that he saw a woman in a green dress in the house. And when he went in to go confront her, she had disappeared. Wow. So I didn't hear that. There's story. lots of stories. Creepy. Yeah. Oh, I gave myself goosebumps. I know. <laughs> that's that's super creepy. So that's like something that happened recently then. That's yeah. Like record. I want to yeah. say in that, you know, 70s, 80s, maybe 90s, but yeah, more recent. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of sightings of this woman in the green dress, but a, a, one of these people who saw her is actually a cop. So I believe it. Yeah. Could be the wife. Cause I think I read that a lot of people have seen her as well yeah. around the house. So Anna Whaley. Yeah. No, yeah. that's very fascinating. I think they should put up like, um, a ghost cam. And because I actually right? do spend a lot of time watching ghost cams. Are you serious? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, I'm very serious. That's cool to know. Hey, we're, we're learning a, a lot, lot about of Amy. I have time on my hands. So I, I watch, um, there's, there aren't actually that many ghost cams around like there used to be. There's a couple, but um, I would watch a ghost cam like in my downtime during the day just to see if I see any orbs or anything like that. What I mean, is a ghost cam? It's just like a what? security. You've never watched a ghost. I've, I've even watched a ghost cam. You, you've you never watched a ghost yeah, cam? Yeah, I mean, I've seen, if you're just talking about someone setting up a camera and like pointing it at like a haunted doll or something like that, I've watched that. That could like be that. one. Oh, yeah, 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 there's, yeah, something yeah, like that. Exactly. There's actually one. Um, oh, okay. There's a guy that, um, David's ghost cams, I think he's like one of the only ones left. He's got like 20 cameras in his house. And I used to watch that all the time. And I swore, like, I saw, it's not like live cameras, like, they up, they um, refresh, like, every 20 seconds or something. I yeah. wish they were live cameras. But I'm telling you, I caught some um, screenshots of faces, and I sent mm. them to him. Mm. Yeah, now, I saw clear faces, ghost faces in his house, so. Uh, Did he ever so, yeah, respond, was, respond to that? What's that? Did he respond to you to... He did. That was a few years ago, back when there were like Yahoo groups. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they obviously don't have that anymore. But I wish I had saved those pictures because I saw like little kids faces. Like wow. there were very clear pictures of like a little kid's face in one of his bedrooms. And um, yeah, no, I posted it to his group thing, but um, I didn't save the pictures. But so anyhow, I am totally into live cams of things like that and that is yeah. a good idea why don't all these haunted you know museums and houses mm -hmm. why don't they just set up cameras so we can all just tune in and yeah there's see like what's a happening. few but not very many do that anymore actually i don't know why i mean yeah no but it could be the cost of the, of the live feed or um you know, running power to it. But, you know, the skeptics would say, well, they won't because they're not going to catch anything. Just, you know, I got right. to gotta say that just for the record. <laughs> they don't want to disprove exactly. their stories. Yeah. All, all, all the, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, skeptics out there. But, uh, you know, you can watch something. You can have an experience with something. Things don't happen all the time. For whatever reason, sometimes it just has to be the right moment. 
um, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, the energy in the room, the person that it happens to, or the elements on the other side that we have no clue about on how, you know, these uh, situations, uh, you know, happen. So, um, but, uh, yeah, but, yeah, totally. Yep, exactly, exactly. Oh, and uh, FYI, uh, Carolyn, Amy, you know, back in her youth, messed around with a Ouija board. I just want you to know that. <laughs> and at some point, we'll, we'll talk you about that. going to bring that up. Like, some... why is that so shocking? I think a lot of people in our generation played with Ouija board no, boards. No, I, <laughs> like... I have a Ouija board. My uncle bought what? me a Ouija board what? when we started Recently? the podcast. Are you serious? <laughs> what in the world? I'm, I'm see... dead ass. If, wow. At your house right now, you have one? I have it right here, and I want to use it, but I'm also wow. scared. Wait, the next episode, if we do another group episode, so oh, we need shit. to have Carolyn do a live Ouija wow. um, session. By myself. Yes. <laughs> she, says, virtually. she says by herself. That is funny. No, you might virtually have company. Put your fingers on it. <laughs> you might have company. That's what you fail to realize. Open some doors. You better That's have so, silver rain on this it. episode or somebody. To. No, you have to play with it. <laughs> to be able to close that portal. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, next time. I did briefly play with a Ouija board when I was younger. And, um, yeah, and I was telling Bobby, I'm like, oh, maybe that explains why I had like these paranormal experiences. Oh, maybe I, I never asked you, was that the room? room? Was it in that room that you played with that no, Ouija board? It was actually at uh, that previous house. Oh, okay. But I'm trying to remember, did I bring the same Ouija board to that next house? Oh. Or, yeah, I don't remember. I know that I threw it away. Um, at one time because I got really scared about what I was doing. So, but I don't remember which house I threw the Ouija board away at. Okay. Since this is a Halloween episode, oh, we threw it away. Um, let me ask you, did anything happen? Did you, you know, feel that, cause you were doing this by yourself or were you doing this with your siblings or what was the deal? Um, it, so it was my, my friend next door. We okay. were playing with the Ouija board and I was in seventh grade. And it was, you know, it was just asking silly questions about, you know, boys and, you know, my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Oh, who who does he have a crush on now? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, nice. So, you know, so you weren't asked for powers and, you know, to be able to uh, read the teacher's mind to uh, know your test. So you were asking (laughs) for the demonic soul of. You know, some witch or something. No, it was nothing. No, she wanted no. to know about her boyfriend. Yeah, no, we were not asking <laughs> demonic questions or anything bad like that. But I will say, I remember barely touching the planchette. What do you call it? The planchette. Yeah, the planchette. And it would move though, and I'm like, okay, is this like in our head or? Because I'm barely touching it. Yeah. And it spilled out like a very specific name of Ooh. who my ex-boyfriend had a crush on oh. and it was, you know, some girl in my class. So, I mean, I and guess you it cursed her. just been like, did you curse her once hmm? you found, once she, that name appeared, did you? <laughs> yeah. Take no, the, then, then, I, then I did like some spells, like witchcraft spells. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking, did you, you know, say, uh, can you please curse this girl so she won't like my boyfriend or still, still him <laughs> yeah, from me? I mean, I'm not going to 
going to lie. Back in the day, I wanted okay. to be a witch as well as a vampire. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so can I catch up? Um, did uh, have you kept up? You know, at all with that situation to see if she actually is still alive? <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh! No, I I don't want to find out because what if something bad happened to her? I would blame myself. What if? No, she's the one that's been haunting you, you know, throughout you know you know trials and tribulations. uh, When you've had paranormal experiences, you never know because she when she went to the other side, she found out it was you that cursed her. I didn't wish like death or anything like that. I don't think I'm wishing right now. I'm just I'm just hey I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, asking I don't questions. think it's her, but um, yeah, I don't. That's uh, interesting. I think I just wish the normal, normal things that seventh graders wish for, like you know, she trips and falls in the middle of the hallway. Oh, okay, or, hair falls <laughs> out. You know, yeah, toothless. Nothing, nothing crazy. Okay, that's not too bad. Your your <laughs> your, your your witchy powers weren't in full bloom at that particular time, so. All right. Not yet, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on to the... That's that's hilarious. Let's move on to the Myrtle uh, Plantation. Here we go. The Myrtle's Plantation. Our story begins with a newly married couple, Mr. and Mrs. Clark Woodruff. Mr. Woodruff was a prestigious judge and owned numerous slaves, as was the norm at the time. One of his house slaves went by the name of Chloe, who for many years fell victim to Woodruff's cruelty. Chloe tried to protect herself from the abuse by listening in to the Woodruff's conversations and modifying her behavior. One day, after being caught eavesdropping, Woodruff had Chloe's ears cut off forcing her to carry the shame and disfigurement the rest of her life. Her mutilation was hidden, at the request of the Woodruffs, by the use of a green turban. No one would see this terrifying mark, but the painful experience would stay with Chloe and inspire her to make plans for revenge. On the ninth birthday of the Woodruffs' daughter, Chloe placed poisonous oleander leaves into the cake. Chloe's plan was to poison Mrs. Woodruff and their children. Some sources claim that it was never her intention to kill the three family members. They suggest that Chloe wanted to get them sick so she could nurse them back to health. In the South, local healers were among the most respected of the community. If Chloe could heal the family, she would be safe from the harsh reality of working in the fields. Tragically, the dosage was lethal, and it ended up killing Mrs. Woodruff and her two children. After word spread of her actions on the plantation, the other slaves were the ones to take revenge. Chloe was hanged by the neck for everyone to witness until the life was drained from her body. She was then weighed down by rocks and thrown into the Mississippi River. The plantation was the site of other gruesome activity after Chloe's death. The new owner, a wealthy family man, and his five children would pass away from tuberculosis on the property. The home was later passed to one of his surviving daughters and her husband, the Winters. Mr. Winter was a proud member of his community and did his part by teaching Sunday school at his home. One day, as Mr. Winter was teaching, an unknown man rode up on a horse yelling to see him. As he came out to address this man, he was shot at point-blank range on his front porch. 
he retreated into the home and staggered up the stairs to eventually die in the arms of his wife. The sound of his strong and forceful stomps still linger in the home today as visitors report hearing heavy footsteps from empty staircases. The plantation went on to be used as a film set for movies like The Long Hot Summer. These visitors were not safe from having their own paranormal encounters. While filming, cast and crew members reported witnessing furniture moving around the home all of its own. They could find nothing to explain this activity. The paranormal activity became more noticeable beginning in the 1970s, once it was purchased by the Myers family. Multiple guests and residents reported seeing the transparent and ghostly apparitions of a young girl wearing a green turban moving throughout property. In 1992, the owner took a famous photo that they believe captures Chloe's spirit. One of the most disturbing paranormal reports occurs inside the home. In the grand hallway, there is an antique mirror just outside of the dining room. The visitors report seeing Woodruff's children appear in the mirror near the room where they were poisoned. One researcher noted that each time the mirror is replaced or re-silvered, the same handprint reappears as if they refuse to be ignored. Despite the many ghost stories, there is some debate if Chloe ever existed, or if that was her real name. Today, this residence is known as the Myrtle's Plantation Bed and Breakfast, but is also recognized as one of the most haunted houses in America, according to the National Geographic. They offer historical tours through the day and into the dark of night. That sounds wild. The Myrtle Plantation. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, when it comes to uh, slave labor, labor and, um, you know, just that whole process of thinking how someone's emotions and um, that their spirit would still go on and be in that state, living that time, you know, that would be just so traumatic. It'd be crazy to... You know, for anybody, you know, anybody who experienced slavery or any of that type of stuff, man, mm -hmm. I hope their spirit has gone on, you know, uh, just mm -hmm. to give them, um, you know, relief and uh, peace. And uh, to uh, because I know if that was me, I would haunt and try to kill everybody in the house <laughs> like on a regular mm -hmm. basis. Right. Because you're just stuck yeah. in that time period of now I can get these people back or get this, you know, situation back because you're, you know, you're, you, you know, you're not, you know, we, you're not thinking like what the future is going to bring or anything. You're living in that time frame. So, um, so th that's always interesting to me. And again, it goes into the question that I asked before, how just some hauntings can take place for certain and other reasons, because again, this is not the only place, you know, that things like this has happened, you know, on plantations or in, particular, you know, houses, um, especially in the South, I think there would be a lot of hauntings. Like you couldn't put a house in, mm -hmm. uh, um, in certain places. Bad energy. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Trees that, you know, um, African-Americans were hung from and the, the whole nine yards. And now it's a mm -hmm. sw swing set in front yeah. of somebody's yard. And um, but there's mm. but there's nothing that goes on there. So it's just weird how, you know, all this stuff, you know, plays out. 
But again, that goes into could be because some spirits are, you know, just not at peace and they're so powerful and what has happened mm-hmm. to them just stays, you know. And uh, but like I said, I'll be trying to haunt everybody. But uh, but anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's get let's get <laughs> into this thing. And again, there's no you know, they don't know whether, you know, it's Chloe that's, you know, bringing on these particular um, scenarios in this house because of all the tragic events that did take place, you know, in um, this house with various different uh, families. What are your thoughts? Yes. So I don't, I don't believe that Chloe actually poisoned the family just because the deaths don't line up with records. Mm -hmm. Um, Because according to the records, the children died in two different years and then mm. the mother died two or three years after that. Okay. So I don't believe that sh- the story of her poisoning the family. However, I do believe that she existed be- mostly because of just that picture, that famous picture of the yeah. ghostly woman with the green turban. But um, also because, you know, it records back then probably weren't great in, in general, but especially when it came to slaves, I doubt they kept a record of, you know, the deaths and... Yeah, not not really the deaths, um, just the 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 names and numbers that they would have when they were trading because they were it was like cattle, you know, to where um how they kept that information. Yeah, but it is definitely a fact that they did have slaves on that plantation for years and years and years, and you know, back then the slaves weren't exactly treated like family members. So (laughs) I don't doubt that there was a lot of misery and a lot of oh for sure bad juju (laughs) and just bad energy. Um. I watched a really interesting documentary on YouTube about the Myrtles plantation where they actually brought a psychic onto the, you know, property. And she described just this feeling of like anxiety, just constant anxiety and depression and just feeling trapped and feeling Mm -hmm. like you're stuck there. And so she kind of thought like, oh, this must be, you know, Chloe that I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, another thing that was interesting that the, um, there's this woman who works on the plantation. She's worked there for like 30 years. She's like the manager or something. Um, she's, you know, she does the tour guides and st- or the tours and stuff like that. I forget her name, something EB. But she said something so interesting that I thought was true where there were basically three generations of family that owned this house originally. And yeah. the first generation was kind of pre-Civil War. And so they they were dealing with the anxiety of the pre-Civil War, you know, is there going to be a war? Is there not? Then there was the second generation that lived there during the Civil War. So they were dealing with all of that. And then there was the third generation that came after the Civil War. So it's like this this property just has bad juju, just bad, <laughs> anxious energy all about, yeah. all around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually never seen that picture. So now I'm going to have to Google it. But I will say if you know, Chloe was um, a real person and, you know, the stories about her are true, then I would not be surprised if she were the one haunting this house. I mean, what a horrible life. I mean, you know, it sounds like she was forced to be his mistress, you know, having one of your ears cut off. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, you know, like you said, Bobby, if that were me, I would come back and 
bring misery to that house. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, no, that's that's very sad if if that's true. And I'm sure, you know, in even not just with her, but there were a lot of stories, you know, very similar to that. So um, very disturbing to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. And and, um, even the way the kids uh, passed away, even if it was in different years, um, but them being so young. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, who's to say that those kids aren't running, you know, through that house? And, um, you know, because, again, it's it's that whole thing to where sometimes, you know, you know, I always think like the people who pass away in their sleep or they know they're not feeling well. But, you know, especially back at that time, no one's telling you the truth. Like, (laughs) you're not going to make it. And they're not even sure. I mean, you know. Right. Uh, just based upon the technology that they had at the time. And um, and then you fall asleep thinking you're asleep, but then you wake up and it's like, you, you know, you're not in your body because you always hear those out-of-body experiences and people who've had those, um, you know, um, to where they pass away and then um, they end up coming back to their body for whatever reason. You know, they're given a, n- another chance and they're able to come back. But they say they look down or they're, in the room, you know, with, with their body. And, uh, you know, you're just not sure of like what happened. It's like, what's you know, going on? Yeah. Am I, am I dead? Am I alive? You know, like what's going mm-hmm. on? And, uh, you know, some people just, I guess, don't, don't leave. And, uh, and then the whole especially thing, especially kids, because they must be especially confused. Right. Oh, and, for I, sure. and they didn't have a chance to even live their life. Exactly. So they, you know, they don't, don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, but even the mirror, you know, um, especially mirrors at that time, because I think they used to use like lead or something, you know, with the mirror. They don't use it, that uh, technology to make mirrors anymore. But um, that's why you see like on some of the older mirrors, you'll see like a um, a black lines or smoky uh, smokiness to them, because I guess there was lead in the in the backing or something like that. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, cause I'm a whole, you know, big guy on the whole mirror thing as far as, you know, trapping spirits or entities jumping Energy. from mirror to mirror. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, um, yeah, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's really interesting. So would you go to this <laughs> plantation and, uh, spend the night? Dude, heck yes. This place looks so cool. It's a huge property and they have all these really nice rooms that you can stay in, like in the actual house. Yeah. I want to go for sure. Mm. But you ain't. Yeah, I would love to visit that place, but I mean, you if wouldn't I spend the night. Stay the night. Somebody has to stay in the room with me and be by myself in that house. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Crazy. I, I, you know, again, um, uh, have I actually been south where you know it's like georgia and all the place yeah i wasn't been in atlanta georgia but um yeah i i don't know if i would because i wouldn't want to be woken up in the middle of the night which i probably wouldn't sleep and saying you best run they coming for you you know what i'm saying like some <laughs> slave thinking thinking like what are you doing you know master you know you're not supposed to be in this house and i was like oh yeah, shit right like, i'm out why are you voluntarily <laughs> exactly no because um there are i'm not sure of this plantation but i know there are uh slave quarters that people actually spend the night in they actually uh took yeah. uh it was an airbnb and made it into uh, or they took a plantation in a slave's quarter and turned it into an airbnb as an added um you know space 
uh, to the main mansion when they were overbooked or people who wanted that experience, but most were not aware that it was a slave quarters that they were in. And so they were having all kind of paranormal things happen and uh, didn't know really what was going on. And some were there for the experience, but some weren't really. And then also the ones that were, you know, kind of scared. They're like, okay, well, how about I stay in this particular area, not the main house where all this particular stuff tends to happen, but yet they didn't know they were actually staying in a slave quarters. Didn't Stephanie Strange talk about that on that one episode with her? Didn't she go there? Oh yeah, Carolyn. And she kind of described the podcast. It. I love yeah, that. I listened to. I listened <laughs> to some episodes. <laughs> yeah, she did mention. Yeah, because she went. She went with her. Um, she was describing that she was having like she she felt anxiety, I believe, and uh, was having right. different uh, feelings because she's an empath and a psychic. Um, from from that area, and but I don't think she spent the night. Um, in uh, oh. uh, there, but um, but yeah. But she did like an investigation there, right? Yes. And yep. I thought that was interesting. But um, yeah, as far as the Myrtle's plantation, there were six, not six, there were three generations of families. Each of them had like four or five or six kids. And, you know, there were at least, I want to say three or four deaths of children from typhoid fever or yellow fever or whatever. The mom died from yellow fever. Yeah. And then um, there was a murder too. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Clark. Clark Williams was shot on the front porch uh, because of a gambling debt or something like that. And then that's, besides that, there's all the deaths of the slaves that probably were never recorded. So there's been tons of deaths on that property. Some of them, I'm sure, violent. Yeah, exactly. So I don't doubt that there's, you know, energy out there. And I'd love to go visit. No, yeah, me me too. I, I would like to go and visit and just, you know, see... Just just feel the area, just see what the experience would be like. Um, so yeah. it's definitely a place, you know, that I'm adding to my to my bucket list uh, because it would just be very interesting to, uh, you know, to be in that area. What about you? We Amy? should all do a ghost tour and we should all just go book these haunted locations <laughs> all across the country and go stay there. I would love to do that. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. Do our own investigation. We got, we got to add that into next year's, um, right? you know, um, itinerary, <laughs> exact itinerary, <laughs> podcast stories, remote, <laughs> We you know, broadcasting remote from such and such location. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because you know? mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm you know, mm-hmm. now in doing the show, I'm a big believer, which I always really was in EVPs and all that stuff as far as, um, you know, when something wants to communicate and talk and, you know. Um, cause you hear other, you know, EVPs and then you're like trying to make out, well, how did they get it? You know, was there another sound like, you know, you know, right. just, I have like a million questions. Right. But when the EVPs that we've had and the way that I've received those EVPs, it, it really was creepy. And, uh, it was like unexplainable hands down. Um, so, um, so yeah. Right. Yeah. And imagine what we could capture on an actual Haunted location, Bobby. Exactly. No, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. All right, let's go ahead and get into. Oh, one more oh, thing no, about Myrtles. Sorry. Yep, no worries. You're good. Sorry. Supposedly, it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground, oh. a Tunica Indian burial ground. Hmm. That's some more yeah. bad juju for you. Yeah, I heard that too. 
Mm, that is yeah, I think I heard that people have seen um, the ghost of a Native American woman too. So, so really, that may be very accurate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just years and years, generations of bad karma, mm-hmm. all in one spot. Yeah, yeah, that could have a lot to do with it. You know, being on a um, Indian burial ground. So yeah, I'm three percent Blackfoot. So, anyways, are you really? Yep. I have, um, my mom would always say it and everything, right? Uh, but no, Ancestry.com, it works. That's but, uh, so cool. Yep. Oh, yep. so you didn't even have to give your DNA? You just looked on Ancestry? No, I have to get, yeah, I had to do a DNA. <laughs> oh, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just to prove, no, you know, who you, he is. Who yeah, he is. no, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. you have, you, you have to. Some imposter. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> What'd you say? You have to prove that you're not an imposter. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you want to know. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. So you don't want to take, you know, someone's, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> DNA and be it. like, or, or yeah, swap somebody else <laughs> and be like, uh, did you know you were such and such? Um, I'm related to George Washington. Right. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> exactly. But, you know. I want to do one of those, but you should. I don't want the government to have my. Come on. Are you really going to go so. the conspiracy no, theory I'm route? I'm paranoid. No, no I, you should do it. I did it. that too, yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. I warned my kids that they, the government has our DNA. Wow. <laughs> don't don't do commit it. any crimes because they'll find you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did um, tell them, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, so uh, real quick, I'm just going to say this since Carolyn brought it up. Uh, so my DNA is uh, 28% Cameroon, Congo, West Bantu people, 25% Nigeria, 13% Mali, uh, 12% Benign and Tongo, uh, 6% Ivory Coast and Ghana, uh, 4% uh, Senegal, and 4% Sweden and Denmark. Um, three percent. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three percent indigenous American, North, you know, Indian and two uh, percent uh, England and northwestern Europe, two percent Wales and one percent uh, southern Bantu people. So the government what has. What the hell uh, was your family doing, well, we're doing <laughs> from all over the place? Oh, yes. <laughs> very. very <laughs> we were having fun, I guess. Somebody was anyway. We were having fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so let's go ahead and get into this last, I mean, not the last story, but the last haunted house, the Sally house. Here we go. The Sally house. The Sally house is a famously haunted residence located in Atchison, Kansas. It gained notoriety due to a wide range of paranormal activity reported by both residents and investigators. Here's a detailed breakdown of some of the reported paranormal occurrences and additional details. The presence of Sally. The house is named after the spirit of a young girl named Sally. It's believed that she passed away in the house in the early 1900s, possibly due to appendicitis. Many people claim to have seen the apparition of Sally, described as a young girl in a pinafore dress, often appearing near the staircase or in various rooms. Electromagnetic interference. Visitors and paranormal investigators have experienced strange electromagnetic interference in the house, which can affect electronic devices. Lights may flicker and batteries tend to drain quickly apparitions, and shadow figures. 
Beyond Sally, other apparitions and shadow figures have been reported by those who have visited the house. These entities are often seen moving throughout the building, especially at night. Unexplained sounds. Witnesses frequently describe hearing unexplained sounds like footsteps, whispers, laughter, and even cries. These sounds are often heard when there's no apparent source. Physical manifestations. Some visitors have reported physical manifestations of paranormal activity, including being scratched, pushed, or experiencing sudden temperature drops. Poltergeist. Activity. The Sally House is notorious for poltergeist activity, which includes objects moving on their own, doors slamming shut, and even furniture rearranging. Animal reactions. Pets brought into the house have been known to react strangely, barking, growling, or acting agitated when there doesn't seem to be any obvious reason for their behavior. Psychic and medium experiences. Psychics and mediums who have visited the house claim to have made contact with spirits, including Sally, and have provided insights into the haunting. Historical research. Some paranormal investigators have delved into the house's history and uncovered records of Sally's existence, lending credibility to the claims of her presence. The Sally House has been the subject of numerous paranormal investigations, documentaries, and television shows, making it one of the most famous haunted houses in the United States. However, skeptics argue that some of the phenomena could be explained by natural causes or psychological factors. Regardless, the stories and experiences associated with the Sally House continue to captivate those interested in the paranormal. Was the Sally House? It's very interesting to me about this particular location. I know, um, Carolyn, you were saying earlier that um, there's not a lot of historical facts about it, but mm -hmm. at least you know when uh, from the earlier settlers or the people who actually built the house of what happened and the name of uh, the child, the family mm -hmm. that lived there. Deborah Pickman wrote a book about it. Unsolved Mysteries has been there. Right. Ghost Adventures has been there. Paranormal Witness. Um, it, it has a documentary that's been done on it. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and a lot of people, you know, have covered um, what, you know, has taken place in this particular location. But just going back to, uh, to the beginning, um, I guess it, it was a situation where that, so a, a psychic was called in and um, I guess she's the one that came up with the name. There's a child named Sally that's in the house, but there actually is no actual confirmation or documentation that a child named Sally even lived at this location. So, you know. Right. That's kind of what I meant. Um just that this house has the least documented deaths in the house. There was, the house was built by Dr. Finney or the Finney family. And so, yes, there was a doctor that lived in the house and he um, had his medical practice there, mm -hmm. but there's no actual record of this Sally ever existing. 
Um, I'm not sure where the story comes from, but the story is that Sally, her mother brought her to the house in the middle of the night. She was very sick. Um, the doctor assessed the situation and de determined that she had um, appendicitis. And so he had to do an immediate surgery and he was worried that the appendix had already ruptured. And so he started performing surgery on this little girl before the anesthesia had time to kick in. Yeah. So this little girl was screaming in agony and he was cutting into her while she was still awake. And then she bled out and died. And so that's the story of, you know, Sally, the little girl. I, like I said, records weren't exactly great back then. So, you know, maybe this story did happen. Maybe it didn't. I'm not sure. But even if it did happen, because she never actually lived in the house, yeah. I would think think that if there, if her ghost is still there, it's more of a residual haunting mm. versus like an intelligent haunting. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like maybe the emotion just left kind of like an echo or, or like a fingerprint on the location that kind of just repeats itself. Yeah. That, no, that's... I don't think her spirit is actually. Okay. That's, that's interesting that you think that because I would think the opposite because um, if I went to a doctor's home, and he wasn't even sure, and and you know he's saying it's appendicitis. <laughs> then he starts operating on me, and I'm, I'm not out yet, and I'm a child. And I, t far as me, I'm concerned, he's like you know tearing me apart. And then I die. I'm haunting his ass. So um, <laughs> that's just FYI. I'm not leaving that house. Like if I do, he's coming with me to the other side. If I have the so capabilities. I don't think ever, like that. So. Don't ever. <laughs> Bobby off because yeah. he is already no yeah I'm a, he's yeah. gonna come back and ruin your life and haunt you <laughs> yeah it's, it's a situation like that yeah that because that's the only recourse you have other than obviously you 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 hope to but then why go is on her to ghost, heaven and, why is her ghost still hanging out after the doctor is dead okay here's another story I've heard <laughs> I've heard I've heard that the mom was African American that he was in a relationship with the mom. And um, fathered the child. And for whatever reason or how it came about, he ends up killing the child uh, to basically, you know, get rid of the evidence or to say this child is not mine or doesn't exist. And that was um, one of the side stories that's floating out there on Reddit, um, which, again, I have no clue. So about. is that is that a different story or is that supposed to be the Sally? It's no, just that, a different version of the Sally story. Yeah, it's just, just, just a different version of how oh. she came to pass away at the house. And again, um, even, you know, the the whole kid side of things where, where the um, actual events that go on in the house with hearing kids' laughter, um, kids running, uh, things like that. And then, again, a psychic came to the house well after this has taken place and said the name of the girl and what has happened, because, again, there is no records of any um, uh, child passing away named Sally at this particular location. And, um, you know, if we fast forward to uh, the family who eventually end up, you know, owning the house is uh, Tony and Deborah Pickman. And then they had a whole new set of, of haunting, like, like, um, yeah, you know, it was um, haunted just like the other houses that we were talking about. Right. But supposedly um, when they moved in, it turned up like big time, ratcheted up to, you know, 10 opposed to, you know, it could have been at five or six. 
And then so they ha- they started having all kind of things happen. And so that's when they right. started doing seances, asking um, different people to come in. You know, again, um, supposedly Ghost Adventures caught some things that happened, you know, on site along with Unsolved Mysteries. Um, and there was, a you know, a lot and of... The Pikmin's- Mm-hmm. The Pikmins invited a few psychics and ghost hunters even before that, like like friends of theirs or or oh yeah, people who had been recommended to them. So they, yeah, they conducted their own investigations as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but exactly. it's the the men that were being attacked. I heard. Yeah, there's yeah, like, that's true. Um, whatever the entity yeah. is there does not like men. Yeah, it was so, t- Tony that was being scratched and uh, things were happening yeah. to him. And, uh, and thrown against the wall and tripped. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we're going to have to go test that theory out, the three of us. And- three of us. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, this one's we're in. We're going to see uh, if Bobby gets thrown Bobby the guinea pig. Atchison. Oh, I'm going to be the guinea pig. No, you guys are probably going to be the guinea pigs. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but, uh, Atchison, Kansas, and, uh, I've never, you know, before this, I've never really heard of this particular location. I think I've might've saw the documentary, um, on, on it before, you know, we started to do research on it, you know, back in the day. And, uh, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so, you know, it goes into, you do hear a lot of, was Deborah Pickman doing this to sell a book? to be on right. different sh- various shows. Exactly. There's a scenario to where uh, Tony was at a table and they were doing a seance. And it, this was on camera. I believe this might have been in a documentary. And um, the psychic was off camera, but they were focused on uh, Tony. And ha- as he was at the table, he uh, started saying that he was feeling a, a hot sensation on his stomach. And then so he he moved back and then lifted up his shirt and then there was a uh like a burned singe area on you know on his stomach um you know, hairs were burned and everything and they said they could smell you know burned hairs and stuff like that and um the psychic was saying you know we you know she's here and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. like something had a poultry where guys. was that it's on what house was that um that is the um what what, what do you mean what what house that's the Sally house. Like, where did that happen? Where was Tony? Uh, Sally house? Oh no! They, oh, he yeah. was at the Sally house when that happened. Yeah, no, they were doing, <laughs> they were doing a, a seance, oh. calling spirits, you know, at that, you know, at the house, um, to oh. exercise or to see wh- who, you know, who was there, who would come through, and everything like that. But again, the he was the one always being attacked. His wife, I don't think she might have been pushed, but. Um, he was the one always being attacked and he said he was in fear for his wife's life. It's like, dude, you need to be in fear for your own life because you, you right. seem to be, you know, always, you know, be the one being attacked. And, uh, so I, 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 I found that that was interesting, but, um, but yeah, so it's, um, it, it's really interesting. Just, uh, the whole concept of, you know, how, how your mind works. If you believe something so much can you manifest um things happening to you scratches he would have scratches all over his back um and they were like really deep scratches so it wasn't like it was something that he could um you know you know people they say you can fake a scratch by just scratching yourself eventually it'll it'll have whelps later to where it's like oh right. look i was scratched no these were deep to where it drew like blood um so um 
So who's to say? I mean, what are you guys' view on that? Well, I've actually, like I said, I love watching um, live ghost cams. And I think they actually, I've actually seen um, some ghost hunters on YouTube do live feeds. And I think this was actually one of the houses where they had like a three-day live feed or I don't know. They went back a bunch of times, but um, I think this is one of the ones where I would watch it and I would actually see orbs flying around the house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I I believe that story. I mean, you know, I mean, just looking at it is like super creepy anyway. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there was like it something going. Creepy house. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a pretty house. Yeah. <laughs> it looks all run down and creepy mm-hmm. from the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's only like, I don't know whatever side I was on, if that was recent or not, but it's only like a hundred bucks a night to stay there. That's it. So okay, oh, wow. add it to the list. Yeah. We're going. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You might be sleeping next yeah. to a homeless person. No, I'm just. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's so it's interesting. Um, you know, uh, I I definitely tell you guys to check out. You know, Deborah Pickman's book, The Sally House Haunting: A True Story. If you were living in utter hell and you're trying to, you know, tell people like this is happening to you. You're bringing all these people in to see what's going on. Most people or some people at least would say, well, you can leave or sell the house or do whatever you need to do, like get out of there. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. they stayed, they stayed. They did yeah. leave though. Oh, well, eventually, they, they eventually. didn't sell the house. Huh? Eventually they left, but they didn't leave right away. Like two years. They didn't they live there that long. Yeah. yeah they, like two was, years. I'm not and staying a year. Left, I'm not staying six then months. They came back one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. So they did leave. Yeah. No, they eventually left they for came sure. Back? But, like to they, live? I know they not came back live, and did a just seance. Just do like another. Yeah, they. they oh. yeah, yeah, to do an investigation, do and then that was when they decided, okay, we're never coming back. Yeah. like they were so freaked out by what happened. <laughs> I was watching a documentary actually just before we started recording about this alley house, and the Pickmans were in it, and they they told some of their stories, which you know when you hear someone tell a story, you're like you take it with a grain of salt, right? Cause you mm-hmm. don't know, but they, they had some incredible pictures that they had taken yeah. of, you know, orbs and black shadows and weird anomalies. Mm-hmm. But then they also had pictures of the scratches on Tony um, Pickman's back. Yeah. And it's like you were saying, Bobby, these scratches. I mean, if you try to scratch yourself with your fingernails right now, you'd have to scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch to get a deep scratch. These are just three straight lines like someone yeah. took razor blades across his black back. It's not something that a, a person could just do unless they had razor sharp nails. Mm-hmm. So when I see evidence like that, I kind of do believe it just mm-hmm. because those scratches look so unnatural. But, like but it's here's, not a here's human the fingernail scratch. Here's the question that I was asking you because I know um, I'm not sure which documentary it was. But it was one to where they were like talking about how powerful is the mind, right? Um, to where if you believe something is happening to you, you can actually, your body will react as if, you know, um, that uh, it, it'll make it happen for whatever crazy reason. It's just as, you know, it, it, it's yeah, odd and like crazy. people who have, um, what's it called when you think you have every disease, you have hypo, hyper called when you think you have yeah when you're a hypochondriac and you think you're having an allergic reaction and so your body oh, will actually like swell up and yeah. you'll start choking and mm-hmm. things like that yeah, yeah. but but, but the, to have the, yeah i know what you're yeah, gonna say the deep like scratches that. or whatever but to that's have scratches, you know, yeah. Though, yeah yeah 
Um, that seems crazy. Oh no, for sure. Not even questioning. And again, how his looked, it, it, you can tell that it was an object, you know, something it was, it wasn't. Um, and again, but, but think about this as we say how crazy it is for that to actually happen and those to appear on his, um, back, um, and, and, uh, be from his own mind. Well, we're also talking about those deep scratches to appear from an entity that is not physical. You, you know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Like so, maybe yeah. he's creating this energy himself that is capable of scratching. Mm -hmm. Is that I kind of what you're saying? Possible. I mean, I definitely uh, have done like a lot of research on man manifesting things. And so I think it's, you know, the human mind is very powerful. Yeah. So um, yeah. actually that, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think he was probably haunted, but um, oh, me too. to say that me maybe too. some people are, they are kind of maybe manifesting certain yeah. things. Because, so, because um, yeah, because yeah. again, at the end of the day, um, there are people with abilities that um, aren't aware of it. And uh, what you mm -hmm. believe is happening to you, you can actually be manifesting it yourself, you know, with mm -hmm. those abilities. So to me, that's not out of the realm of possibility because to me, it's just mm -hmm. all open because we just don't know until I sit down and have that ghost interview conversation. What? What are you going to say? <laughs> what, Carolyn? The, well, I was just thinking of a part in the documentary where they're interviewing the Pikmins and they're sitting on the couch and they're talking about how Tony Pickman actually started to fear for his wife's life yeah. because he wanted to hurt her. And he looks straight at the camera and he goes, I wanted to stab her. And it's like, what? that sounds like you just saying that. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. He's trying to blame it on the gut. Letting right? out some true emotions there. But, He's manifesting uh, that. But, but yeah, but, but see, that goes into that negative energy um, that people can pull from. And again, I'm not saying that, you right. know, this house isn't possibly haunted and these things, you know, aren't possibly taking place, but I'm saying the, the mind, um, you know, is so powerful and we don't truly know how powerful it is. Um, but we've seen circumstances and situations, you know, to where things happen, whether it's the, the mom who pulls the car, you know, up, you know, so the kid can get out and it's like, okay, Same. well, okay. yeah, you know, um, you know, your mind can want to do a lot of things, but your physical body still has to be capable to be able to not mm -hmm. break apart when a particular act is taking place. And so if these acts are taking place and your body's still intact and it's able to uh, do what it needs to do to make whatever particular situation occur, um, those things are possible. And, um, you know, they're done without thought. They're, they're just reactions. Um, so yeah, so who knows? But yeah, anyways, I agree with I agree with both of you. I mean, what Amy kind of said about how the mind is very powerful, and yeah, I think it's totally possible. I think kind of I kind of think anything's possible, right? Yeah. What do we know? But um, but I'm not sure if I feel like that's the case in this situation. Yeah, no, for um, sure. Um, but also, what could be the case with Tony? Because again, a lot of this, a lot of these scenarios seem to happen to him. As to far him. as physical, the physical portion, to where you know people can be, you know, haunted or have you know attachments, and um, they're bringing out the worst in that particular person or their true feelings in, in a certain uh, instance. And uh, so that's you know that could be possible too. Uh, so let's go ahead right. and take a break. Oh no, you had a you had something to say, Carolyn? 
Um, well, no, but I actually did want to say I had a, I heard a different theory of the Sally thing. Okay. Um, that I kind of already mentioned, but, um, there was supposedly a woman who owned the house before the Pickmans. I don't know when, but she was practicing witchcraft and mm. Satanism in the basement. And they found some things that she left behind and they found like a pentagram and all this stuff on the floor. Um, so another theory is that this Sally ghost is actually just a demon and it presents itself as a child. And Tony Pickman in particular had several, um, I guess, occurrences where he would see this ghost child and it would touch him. He said that one time he woke up in the middle of the night and this ghost was pulling on his arm like like a kid trying to wake up their parent to wow. you know, to wake them up to come tuck them in or whatever. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I think I'd believe that more than I almost believe that version more than the Sally story. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. So. Yeah, there's and, and that's that's a big thing too. Um, you know, when we get into demonic spirits, um, you know, it, it's it's one thing that is funny that uh, we know something is evil, right? Or we feel something is evil, but for some reason, a lot of researchers in the paranormal will be so quick to say, well, no, 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 it's just a child. It can't be a, a, a demon acting like a child. It can't be, right. you know, that someone's, you know, taking the form of, of a child or so on and so forth. But they're so quick to say, no, 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 but it's just a child. No, a demon's going to um, do everything they can to fool you to, you know... To right. get you to, They're um, going to appear as something yeah. harmless to kind of suck you in exactly. and get you to sympathize and engage. And then, then they show their true form. Yeah. Yep. So true. So true. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be back. Thank you for tuning in to the spine-tingling Halloween episode of Strange Darkness Radio. If you're enjoying the eerie tales and mysterious happenings, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you prefer to listen to your podcasts. Connect with us on Instagram for more chilling content. And if you've got a bone-chilling story or a paranormal encounter to share, reach out to us at 916-741-3032 or drop us an email at strangedarknessradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Now it's time for a new segment that hopefully will keep going and uh, you guys will hear from time to time. It's called Our Dark and Twisted Questions. So uh, let's get into that. Disclaimer. This podcast explores dark and twisted questions, delving into unsettling topics and thought-provoking scenarios. Listener discretion is advised. This segment is intended for mature audiences. Welcome, Welcome listeners, listeners to the mysterious realm of Strange Darkness Radio's Dark Twisted Questions segment. Prepare to embark on a chilling journey into the darkest corners of the human mind, where we confront the unspoken, the bizarre, the eerie, and the truly twisted. 
Are you ready to delve into these unsettling questions to gain a glimpse into the deepest recesses of your own psyche? Join us, play along, and ask yourselves, how would you answer answer these mind-bending conundrums? Brace yourselves for a harrowing mind trip as we traverse the treacherous path of our twisted, creepy questions segment. Let's begin. All right. So here we go. Let's get into this. And uh, audience, we want you guys to play along, you know, and ask these questions or answer the questions or uh, do it with a loved one, a friend or someone near and dear to your heart and see what their answers will be. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, start with uh, my question. Amy, unless you want to go first. No, you go ahead. Okay, here we go. So, have you ever had a dream about killing someone? (laughs) That's a good one. That's Mm -hmm. such a good one. Who wants to go first? Um, I have, but there's never any blood in my dreams. They're not gory. And, and whenever I have to kill someone in a dream, it's usually like a burglar has broken into my house and they're threatening my family or something like that. So I've never had a dream where I was like angry and I, Oh, actually I did though. I had a dream. This was recent too. I had a dream that I accidentally like bonked this guy on the head with like a door (laughs) as I was opening the door Okay. and I killed him by accident. And I started panicking and I went and I buried his body in the backyard. <laughs> oh my that gosh. Wait. It was a terrible dream. Wow. And did you also use acid based on your response <laughs> to the last set of questions? <laughs> no, I just, I told you that's my method. I just bury people. <laughs> if wow. I was to ever do that. <laughs> wow. That is too funny. That's too funny. That was a terrible dream. <laughs> How about you? All right, you guys go. (laughs) I will say, um, yes, I have had dreams that I've killed people, but same thing. It's self-defense. It's not me just trying to murder people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's usually usually just defending my life. So, yeah, that's (laughs) as far as that goes. Um, as far as me, um, I had it's my question. I'm, I have to think about it. Um, I don't think I've ever had a dream of killing anyone in, in my dream. I'm always oh. doing. I, I know I've been in a war, like you know, scenario in my dream. But we were, you know, still in uh, this particular vehicle, and then we were getting out. It was like men and women, and uh, we were uh, getting out. And um, we were talking about, like, what we were going to do when we came out. A lot of people were scared. I'm like, no, we got to go there and do this. Um, but uh, that's one of those dreams, whatever, that I feel that actually happened. It wasn't a dream. It was more of a another time and era past that I was thing. in. Yeah, past. Or uh, a, a, a double stream, meaning, <laughs> you know, another alternative um, life type deal. But, um, mm-hmm. but, um, but no, I, I, I've never had a dream of uh, killing anyone. In my dream, I've I've had a dream where I was shot, um, and it was crazy because I obviously never been shot, um, but I, I I you know <laughs> if I knew what it felt like, it felt like that particular time because I still remember that. Um, I I don't know why, but I was at the store stealing something, which I don't do, but it, what, it was just a weird dream. Sure, uh, right. no, and I was running for some reason. 
And then um, <laughs> it's so weird. And the, I turned and the guy shot me. It wasn't even like a cop or anything. It was random. And the guy just shot me in the stomach. And the pain was just crazy. And I woke mm-hmm. up grabbing my stomach, you know, and I was saying, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to die. I know I'm going to die. And it was weird. Um, so that's the only. Were like, you in pain? Yeah, I was. When in, you woke up, were yeah, you in oh, actual yeah. no, pain? I felt, yeah, I felt like somebody oh. punched me in the stomach. And um, that's weird. Yeah, it was really yeah. weird. Um, so, so yeah, but I've never had a dream of killing anyone or anything like that. But uh, mm. all right, Amy, what's <laughs> what's your question? All right, my question is: Would you rather lie in a closed coffin for one hour or spend? 20 minutes in the ocean at night in shark infested waters. Ooh. I'll go first I on think that the one. Coffin. Yeah, I got to go with the coffin. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm a good swimmer too. And I, I, says one hour though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hopefully there's air, but yeah, I would have to go to the, go with the coffin uh, because the shark infested waters. No, you know, you might not make it out of that. Um, let alone you better be a good uh, swimmer or somebody who can wade in the water without, uh, you know, um, you know, struggling or whatever as far as uh, keeping afloat. But uh, I got to get yeah, 20 coffin. minutes is a long time to paddle yeah. or to dog paddle or whatever that yeah. doggy oh, paddle. Yeah. What's tread, that tread water. Tread water. Yeah, Cause you're that. not, yeah, you're not moving. You <laughs> yeah. don't want to move because sharks are going to come. So you just want to stay there and, you know. <laughs> oh, true. You just have yeah. to float. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you guys on that one. I am claustrophobic, but the thought of, um, first of all, I do not like deep, dark ocean water like that Mm -hmm. terrifies me. So to be in the middle of the ocean at night, shark infested waters, I'll take the um, closed coffin for one hour as Mm. well. All right. Okay. Uh, So here's my number two. Um, if you came back as a ghost, whose life would you make a living hell? <laughs> Who wants that? Who wants to go? If you came you know, back as a ghost, whose life would you make a living hell? There's no one I hate that much. And even if there was, I would. if I hate someone, I don't want to spend my afterlife around them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just think I. But hey, you're a ghost. That I you have nothing like, better to do. Anything. So you know that, that's what it's, it's like. I have nothing better to do. So whose life would you make? You know. Oh, okay. In that case, probably my brother. Oh, that's cold blooded. <laughs> Dang! Wow. Just mess with them. Mm. What about you guys? Amy. Um. I mean, do I have to pick one person? Ooh, I mean, she has I'm... a whole group. She has. <laughs> <laughs> He's going now, from house to house. I mean, I don't want to list specific people. No, you don't have to. I mean, you mean you don't have to say any names or any you know relationships. You oh, can just be okay. like, uh, so you know, previous relationships. Okay, there you go. There you I go. would love to go back and yeah, ex boyfriends, uh, ex lovers, haunt yeah. somebody and make their make them suffer. Yeah, make them suffer okay. at nighttime and. <laughs> fearful um i think it, that would actually be kind of funny but um mm, yeah i think i'll i'll stop there and go with that okay. but yeah no i no, i would nice. actually come back and haunt people i think that'd be fun <laughs> um i don't Bobby. know if 
I don't know if I can find this guy, but um, I was. Middle <laughs> <laughs> um, school bully. No, 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 no. I was um, I was a young kid and um, I was at a pool area. And uh, well, I was at my girlfriend's apartment and we were swimming in the pool and uh, she was of European descent. And obviously I'm not, even though I am. That's what I love about DNA. But um, I digress. But um, this old guy from the balcony started yelling inward, get out of the pool and all this <gasps> other crap. And oh, um, that was the first time I was like totally shocked and everything. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I would find that dude and haunt him, which he's probably already haunting other people because he was old at that time. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he's already <laughs> sailed on. I to would the come back and afterlife. haunt that guy, too. I know. Exactly. That, that's a good one. He yeah. would deserve to be haunted. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Gosh, that's awful. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's that guy. So anyways, um, <laughs> so uh, your turn, Amy. OK. Um, all right. Would you rather play with a cursed Ouija board or spend a weekend in a haunted cabin in the woods? Ooh, that's a good one. Can I play with the Ouija board in the haunted cabin? I, I that's what I was yeah. gonna say for you because you have a Ouija board right <laughs> now at your house. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. In a cemetery. You're not scared of in that? a cemetery. Wow. In a cemetery. <laughs> a cabin in the woods in the middle of a cemetery. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, the I foreman. can't wait to watch her do a live Ouija board reading on yeah, the show. That's that actually hilarious. a good idea. Yeah. That's a very good idea. I'm excited about that. If I knew, if I would have known that, we would be doing that now. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's funny. I wouldn't think of this sooner. Exactly. <laughs> um, but for me. I would. What was the question again? Uh, would you rather play with a cursed Ouija board or spend a weekend in a haunted cabin in the woods? It's a weekend. Ooh, um, but the the Ouija board is cursed, so it's not like you know, mm-hmm. it's already gonna <laughs> be be uh, packing some demon power. So um, mm-hmm. I'd have to take my chances with the cabin, opposed to dealing with whatever uh, demon is gonna try to trick me into making him manifest so I, I i'd go with the you know the haunted moving things about and shadow figures and all that stuff then i could do some mm-hmm. investigation yeah at least it stays at the cabin exactly you leave. yeah <laughs> i agree with that i feel like um ouija boards open portals to things so i'll take the the one weekend in a cabin and then move on from that yeah all right okay here we go we're about to get into deep water so um, <laughs> uh, this is why the whole, um, you know, disclaimer was at the um, beginning. Uh, if you were forced to kill your mother or fa- or your father, which one would you choose? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you guys go first. <laughs> Um, you want me to go? I'll go first. Um, if I was yeah. forced to kill my um mother or father, it would definitely have to be my father. I'm not gonna kill my mother. Uh, so I, I'd be like, "You got a man up, Dad. I have to do it. I don't know if I'm possessed. I don't right. know what's going on." And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my kids would say the same. Um, but uh, but but yeah. So uh, so yeah, I would have to go that route. Man, this is 
This is just going to be terrible, but I think I have to say my dad, too, just because uh, it's my mom. <laughs> like, but I love my dad, too. Yeah. So, I hope he doesn't listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> These are just um, questions. Yes. Well, I will. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you done, Carolyn? Yeah, you go ahead. You, oh, yeah, did was, you want to give more no, background she was just saying in case he is hypothetical listening? Questions. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Just go with that. Uh, okay, well, that would be easy for me because my father has already passed on. So I will easily say my dad. But I guess if he wasn't, um, hadn't passed on, yeah. uh, I, I think I'd pick him too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was... Yeah, he was a little Sorry, more dads. difficult to get along with than my mother. So oh, she's breaking I, it down. See, I'm just I'm just having him man up. Like you have to take one for the team. Type <laughs> ow, deal. Ow. She's like, <laughs> uh, I mean, not that I wanted that. I know, I if, know. Yeah, if I were forced to choose, yeah, it, it, probably my dad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. What's your next uh, one? All right. Um, would you rather be visited by a ghost every night for six months? Or be kidnapped by aliens and have medical experiments done to you for one night. Ooh. Oh man, I'm not. I can't do the experiments. I can't. I can't do the probing. <laughs> I can't do any of that. Now, if they wanted to just go and chill, and we can, you know, you know, catch a couple planets or something, that's one thing. Just some planet hopping, yeah. but uh, no. I, I. What was the question again? Was it haunting? Haunted. Uh, so be visited by a ghost every night for six months. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be having a, a a psychological experiment with the ghost. I'm not doing the probing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you lost me with the experiments too. I think I'm gonna take ghosts. <laughs> that is so interesting. Carolyn will have uh, kids out there in the ether. They've take, taken right. eggs and everything. It's like okay. <laughs> well, I. Well, um, I'm going to say the opposite. I would hmm. rather be kidnapped by aliens and have medical experiments done. Wow. It, I mean, it's just one for night. one night. And they usually do some kind of mind bending where you forget everything. Yes, but they so also leave. You're not going to remember, I mean, for the most part, what they've done. I mean, you may have flashbacks or something like your that. Your body remember. Yep, yeah, and but little you markers. May think, Did that really happen or <laughs> Didn't you will have I'll nightmares. Take the medical experiments. Ooh, that's yeah. a rough one. Nice, nice. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Here's another mind-bending question. Would you rather die in the next five minutes or live forever? Would you that's rather would you rather die in the next five minutes? And again, you this is the choices, or live forever. All right. Well, I've got an answer. All right. I mean, I already told you guys that I want to be a vampire, right? Oh, <laughs> so I will take the live forever because, well, I can't die in the next five minutes because I have to like go talk to my kids and give them <laughs> hugs and kisses. And like, I'm not dying without doing that. So I'll take live forever. Mm. Carolyn. I think I choose die because... You, I believe in reincarnation, watch. so I'm going to come back yeah. anyway. You have to watch everyone I think die I'd rather do for 
Wait, yeah, Eternity. exactly. I'd rather do that than stay in this body forever and have to live forever. Yeah, and like you said, watch everyone I love die and just be boring mm-hmm. after a while. I don't know. Yeah, that's that. Well, you can yeah, meet new depressing. people. <laughs> <laughs> Amy is about I mean, that life, true. man. She, she. Um, if any vampires out there. If you go to uh, four four four, no. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not good at making new friends, Amy. Me. I can't be a vampire. <laughs> You're <laughs> great a at solo vampire for friends. The rest what are you talking life? about? Yeah. But um, <laughs> but uh, for me, um, I would, I would probably say die within the next five minutes because I wouldn't want to live forever. Um, just you know, I've seen it play out in movies. I've seen you know whether. What what is it the um from the 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 Bible the guy who the soldier who pierced uh, pierced Jesus' side with the spear um, supposedly was cursed to live forever until um, did he live forever that that's I think one of the the things whatever he was cursed to live forever until you know um, till God comes back or something like that is you know but um, and I could be wrong huh. on that way that story is told but um, but I would not want to live forever um, that would uh, that would get old really quick, you know, period. Mm. And, uh, mm. you know, and especially if you couldn't die, and then everyone on the planet is dead because nuclear war or something happened. And, uh, yeah, mm. anyways. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> well, okay. when you talk about it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then, yeah, you can't kill yourself. See, that's the thing. You you can't, you, you can't do anything. And, uh, you know, then you got to hide you know, like, mom, why aren't you ever age? You want, well, you know, what's going on? And uh, your 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 kid's like ninety, and you're sitting there like, yeah. oh, it's gonna be all right. But yeah, I've always wondered about vampires. Like, if the Earth exploded, what would happen? Would they just be like floating in space forever? Now, you, and they would are, just never are die. You talking about if they really existed, or are you? What are you saying here? Yeah, like van, <laughs> like a van, like I've wondered that about vampires, like. I would say like if the world exploded and everyone else died or the sun exploded or whatever they would die I would say only because for one whether there's wood whether there's whatever they're hit, being hit by all this stuff and you can supposedly stake a vampire and again we're talking obviously hypotheticals here um, you're going to stake a vampire so a tree limb is going to fly through a couple of them and then Something's other thi- them. yeah fire and then the, the sun itself the, the light the flash from whatever you know probably wipe them out mm-hmm. so um, well, um, plus they wouldn't have any blood to drink in the space, only thing that's so floating in space starve. Mm-hmm. yeah the only thing that's, that's floating true. in space will be roaches um, just FYI <laughs> they live forever exactly <laughs> those things never die <laughs> okay Amy your turn all right. Would you rather have sex with a corpse for 20 seconds mm. or chew the crusty big toes off a corpse Ew. and swallow them? Oh, my damn. Ooh, I'm glad I put that um, parental. Uh, whoa, that's wild. Um, um, dang. Uh. <laughs> Woo. That's that's a wild This was one a question right you found online. Oh man. I mean, maybe. Oh, <laughs> She's dang. like, no, I wrote it. Oh, Amy went to a dark <laughs> yeah, recesses. Um mm. Oh, that's bad. Go ahead, Carolyn. That's out of your alley. 
<laughs> I can't even say it out loud, but I think I'm going with option number one. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot eat a big toe, dude. I can't eat nothing, <laughs> dude. Gross. Are you crazy? That That's not even going to happen. Um, I'd have to close oh, my eyes good. and go with number one and, um, you know, find a right aid. Amy? I'd have to find a right aid. Yeah, so I'm going <laughs> to agree with both of you and go with option number one. It's only 20 seconds. Oh, is that, oh, is that what is 20 the, minutes. Exactly. You said oh, 20 no. minutes, too. Oh, okay. I would have picked. Yeah, yeah, I would have no. picked. I mean, again, obviously, oh, that's. Oh, yeah, number one. Which is a thing, you know, <laughs> just. The fact that you would go 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still going 20 minutes. I'm going a day without I'm not eating no toe no dead toe. I'm not eating no toes. Know, that kind of yeah. changes things a little you bit. Would 20 a, minutes. You would eat a 20 toe? seconds with a corpse. You would eat a toe some it toes. Could be worse. <laughs> you know. Um well No way you no okay, way you, you no, could, no way I would you take could the do 20 that. minutes too. No way. That's um <laughs> But that is All a right. thing for the morticians out there. Bobby. Yes. Bobby. 20 minutes. With a with a dead person or the toe, I'd say I'd had no he blue froze. pill, and I it, it's not gonna happen. So I don't know. So that's what I say. I got it's an excuse. I got an excuse. Y'all don't have no excuses or whatever. Because once rigor mortis sets in, you know, yeah, twenty minutes is not you just a have problem. To try. You don't have to. <laughs> that is crazy. But yeah, that's a good one. That's a real, real good one. Because um, that wasn't yeah. even a good balance. I mean, you know, like, you know, because, um, you know, the balance would be something kind of good on the other, on the opposite side of the spectrum. But no, those were two, like, just... Those were horrible yeah. choices. <laughs> no, get yeah. no getting away from that. There's, you know, there's something nasty that's going to take place. All right. Okay. That was a Yeah, that was a real funny one. That was a good one. Okay, number five. Uh... Would you would you rather know the darkest secret of your closest friend or have them know your deepest darkest secret? Did you did you catch that? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. I'd rather yeah. know their deepest darkest secrets. I'm, they don't need to know mine. <laughs> I was thinking the same. You yeah, think so? I what what if what if juicy stuff? Like what I if love they were like stuff. I hate Carolyn. I can't stand her. She gets on my. She smells like crickets. Like every time yeah, I'm in her I presence. Yeah, I definitely want to know. Right. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, that would only benefit you. You know. So. Yeah. Or or the person's a psycho killer, who's. I was going to say, what if they multiple people? But I want to know that too, because then I don't want to be friends with them anymore. So, you know, yeah, you might I be next. Knowing... You'd be like, why is they not calling back? <laughs> it would you only. Know? Do they know that I know their secret? No, no, they do not know. Okay, then we're safe. They do not know. Yeah, no, I um, would love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be a I fun would. One. Um, we we we, <laughs> we just found out Amy's deepest darkest secret with the toes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that that uh, I, I for me I would go with um, uh, to know their secret, I guess. Um, I would go with that. I would go with that. Okay. What is your, what is your, what is yours? 
Amy, what's your your next one? Oh, my next question. Um, you should have oh, a bonus our, one. Okay. Did you remember? I thought you were asking what our deepest darkest secrets were. No, no, no. <laughs> I do not want to know. The public probably wants to know, but um, we'll, we'll what learn. What do you those. like to know, Bobby? We'll learn those in podcasts that are to come. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep tuning in. You want to ask secrets. the Ouija board that question and see if it's accurate. So mm. next episode, hey, we'll test it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My question is, would you rather lie in a bathtub of human feces or one filled with worms, frogs and spiders? Ooh, I'm I'm cuz I'm a germaphobe. I I I'm going to go with the worms, frogs and spiders. I can't do bacterial infections in any orifices. But um, frogs have salmonella, though, so... Oh, they do? You wouldn't be completely safe from bacteria. Um, the smell alone would probably do me in. But, um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. He's got the tough questions. I'm going, I'm going <laughs> with... Uh, I got I, 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 I to gotta step my game up next time. Um, but I'm going... <laughs> right? I'm still going with the frogs. I'll go with the salmonella. I'll go with the um the toad, you know, the toad. Um I'll lick the back of the toad for a second, maybe, you know. That way I'm it all disappears. Spiders crawling in your ear. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going with that. Amy, you go next. Um, so I will take the human feeding. Oh, damn. Because I do not want to lie on squishy worms, frogs, or spiders. I have a huge frog phobia. I once had oh. a frog in one of my shoes outside, and that was a horrible experience. So I'm going to lie in some poop. So, so <laughs> do you have a frogs? spider phobia? Yeah, I hate frogs. They're so like, disgusting. They're so cute. Oh, my God. They're disgusting. They're all over my backyard, <laughs> and I hate it. I won't go Dang. outside if I see them. Yeah, no, I, I don't like them. Wow. I get it. Kermit, I feel sorry for you, man. <laughs> but, um, but, um, go Dude, ahead. What, what? I'm almost going to say both just because I can't decide which one is what worse. What is happening? You guys are doing McKamey Manor already. You guys are doing your own, your own situations <laughs> right? <laughs> right now. Amy said, I mean, Carolyn says both. Are you serious? What are you talking about? I bet they do do that at the she Amy needs Manor. To, she needs to be a contestant then if she's willing to go wow. that route. That's wild. I'm not willing. I don't have a choice. <laughs> no, you got one or the <laughs> other. You're making me do this. No, you got one or the other. They're both disgusting. I don't know. If, at least if it's half and half, then it's only half and half. Oh, my God. Do you know God. what I'm saying? No, I'm going with the one. <laughs> worms. I'm going with worms and spiders. Spiders. I'm just going to sit there and petrify. I'll probably have an outer body experience. But, um, okay. yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Okay, that was, and just for the record, you guys out there, hopefully you guys are playing along and uh, you're creeped out and creeping friends out. But, um that was uh, Amy's bonus question, um, right? Amy? No, that wasn't. That was the uh, last question. Uh, that wasn't the bonus, though. Oh, that was just. I think five? we each have a bonus, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I'm gonna do my bonus then. Okay, here's my bonus question. If you could ask the devil a question, what would it be? If you can ask mm -hmm. the devil a question. What would it be? What kind of things does one. he know? 
That's that's what you would ask. No, I. That's what you. <laughs> what, what can I even what ask? Does he know what in the world is happening? What do you know, devil. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because I don't know what he knows. So, just tell okay. me everything. One question. <laughs> one question, Carolyn. One. You have one question you can ask. What would it be? Uh, I literally don't know what, what types of things he would even know. Amy, you go. I have to think. Uh, I, <laughs> I guess. So yeah. if I saw him like in an everyday scenario. No, no, no. He pops up. He says he, he comes to you, whether it's at night, whether you're sitting in your car in traffic, pissed off at the world. He says, Hi, Amy. I'm the devil. You have one question that I'm going to allow you to ask me. I would say, do you see me coming to live with you? <laughs> and what can I do to avoid that? Wow, like, I don't, multiple questions. I never want to see you ever again. You'd probably turn into a pillar of smoke. I said only one. And then, you know, he would click his fingers and no, no, no. Okay. Like a genie. I, let me answer the question. I would ask. And I would try to wrap it up somehow to say, um, you know, did you get kicked out of heaven? I would just ask something. I wouldn't just ask like, you know, because I, I want to know about, you know, the biblical times and so on and so forth. I wouldn't just ask like, um, you know, is, you know, what when am I going to die or, um, you know, something, you know, kind of not trivial, but you know, small potatoes as far as, you know, this man or entity or whatever it is uh, would have whatever knowledge. Again, not saying that it doesn't say he's going to tell you the truth, but I would ask something about, you know, how did this all start? Uh, the Bible, something. Yeah. I would ask something like that. But to me, it would be like, um, you know, did you get kicked out of heaven? Mm, you know, mm -hmm. or did you I go to war his, against God? What his end game is like what is or he that, trying to accomplish no, you, can, you can ask that you can no that yeah. would be your question you would say what's your end game should i be on your side what is your end game <laughs> like no. good luck with that good luck with being on his side if that's if i was really messing exists. around devil <laughs> <laughs> that is funny like do you possess all these people i mean but you know again i, I gave mine so Amy, yeah i was thinking that what? Like oh, you still thinking about like I would want to ask him every, huh? Yeah, you would say like, "Do you have a legion of demons on Earth?" Right, what, what, or just want to yeah. know like if he was really, you know, behind the whole Anna, whatever her name was, possession, or like was he here at all these certain events? Hmm. But, Interesting. Anyway, or how often do you come to Earth? <laughs> like, what would you, what would right? you say? It's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Amy, what would you ask? Oh, that didn't count. The one I Oh, what would you say? I asked earlier? What'd you say? I don't remember. Sorry. Oh, I just said if 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 I'm gonna go to hell. Oh, <laughs> oh, you were serious. Oh, okay. Dang. Oh, okay, no. He's so, like, um, you, know you might be in my him? books, but uh That's actually a good one. Right? I would ask him, okay, what is hell like? Like, are you actually torturing people like 
you know, ripping off their heads and, you know, they're like people are living forever that way. Like, what is that like? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'd want to know that. So then I would know what to do. You know, I want to avoid that. He might say, okay, there you go. How does it feel? (laughs) Like, like what, you know, do you, you know, he would give you that experience. So, um, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't want that. Exactly. Do you believe in hell? And then, or yeah, does does a hell even exist? Yeah, ask that question. But yeah, um, yeah. no, I don't. No, like I'm I asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're asking the question. <laughs> um, I don't know if I do. I don't think. I I think there's a you know good and a bad with with you know the, you know um, how do you put it? Um, you know, not energy, but um, I don't know if I believe in the devil as far as the way it's written in the Bible per se, but I do think there, there is evil out there. And again, I'm not even sure of that, but I think there are, there is evil out there and it is, is, is it man just being man or is it um, something that's more deep rooted and uh, you know, that lies beyond the veil that, you know, it's like a angel and a devil sitting on your shoulder and you pick and choose which one you want to listen to at whatever particular time. Um, I'm not sure. I think just, you know, humans themselves are, are scary uh, beings, um, you know. Yeah, so, and it's so kind of shitty sure. here on Earth. So. Yeah, exactly. This mm-hmm. could be hell on Earth. So this <laughs> this could be hell. Who's to say it's not? Could it really be worse? You know? yeah, right, exactly. Uh, it could be much worse, <laughs> Carolyn. Uh, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can be. <laughs> I guess it could always be worse. Yeah, yeah it could no, be much worse. Sure. Getting your skin ripped apart and put back together every five seconds so yeah. burned and tortured mm-hmm. exactly right. mm-hmm. but yeah um, but yeah all right what's your bonus question amy um all right who would you rather have come after you michael myers or jason Voorhees? Mm. Ooh, that's a good I thought one. you were gonna say michael jackson for a second. <laughs> wow. Oh. I don't know why. Um I would say um for me I would say um Michael Myers. I might have a chance. Jason seems unstoppable. Um with that ski mask. He seems <laughs> he seems otherworldly and uh there are times that people escaped um Michael Myers clutches. So I would have to go with that. What does Jason carry? Like, what's his weapon? Uh, it's a machete, I believe. Is it a hockey stick? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I think a machete. A machete with a hockey mask. And then, or, and okay. He sees different Michael, weapons. Michael though. Myers has the butcher knife. Um, yeah, Michael but Myers has a knife. Yeah. Jason has a machete. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he uses whatever's available. Convenient. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All of them do for reals, but uh, but that's their yeah the weapons you see in their hands usually. Which one of them is bigger? They're both the They're around the same, the same size, but I'd say, I'd say, um, Jason probably has some. Jason's beat. bigger. Yeah, Jason with stature and shit. He's made with worms and maggots okay. and all that. Remember when the hockey mask oh, pops off? And yeah. <clears throat> uh huh. Yeah. I don't know that story. What is Jason even? Is he a zombie? What? No. I've never he, seen those movies. Are you? Wow. I know. I know. Things wow. that you learn yeah. on a doing a podcast with your co-host. 
Okay, wow. you can see the difference in age here. Oh my gosh, no way. That's crazy. That is too funny. That's, he's like classic. You're gonna have to walk. Okay, you're gonna but have is to he watch a human that. person or is he like a like a well, creature or like that's a to be decided. You have he to start it off as watch he, he started off as human, but then he somehow gets electrocuted and comes back to life. And what are the other ways oh, he's come no, back to no, life? No, no, Michael. Like very my, silly, um, like in the sequels. Yeah, but Jason died in the pond. Um, he uh, drowned. He's like a Frankenstein. In the lake. Yeah, okay. he drowned in the lake. And um, then, you know, his mother, you know, I don't know how he came back really, you know, but he came, you know, back from that and then been terrorizing ever since. And, uh, Wait, but I don't think he actually died as a boy, though, right? He almost that, drowned in, right? No, I think the camp. I like think the, the, the camp. You know, because the first one he there, he was killing the um, the instructors in the camp. In, in, yeah. the, in, the, in yeah. the yeah, because uh, they no, didn't the watch. Mom. That was the mom. Yeah. in the first one. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, she was the one killing him. But you know, you're. Yeah. Supposed to be thinking it's Michael Myers, but then he actually ends up showing up. Jason. But or Jason, sorry. Um, but um, but yeah. So I so um, so I think um, I think he did die. That you know he drowned in the lake. That was the whole thing. But and then I guess the evil of his mother or whatever else, um, you know, brought him to life. So um, yeah, that's a good one to even do. A, we got to do a little thing on that one also, since Carolyn's not privy on? to. You classic to watch all horror 10, movies. Uh, Friday the 13th yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. That is too funny. Part three was my favorite. Just saying. <laughs> I think uh, I have them on uh, Netflix or HBO or one of those. So I'll oh, yeah. check them out for Halloween. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. From what you guys are telling me, I think I'm going with Jason. Okay. He sounds like I could probably get around him. Okay, but right. you do know Michael Myers too. You haven't watched those movies either. Yeah, I've, no, I've seen those. I know oh, okay. who Michael Myers is. Got it. Oh, He's okay. creepy, dude. I don't like that yeah. guy. Oh hell yeah! I know. <laughs> yeah, I would have to pick um, Michael Myers because I have actually never seen him run. Um, I've seen Jason mm. run before. Oh, um, that changes so... my answer. He walks fast. <laughs> So I think I could actually escape from Michael Myers. I mean, although he does magically appear in every yeah. single scene, even though they're like running, you know, 10,000 miles an hour. Somehow he's in front of them. He's still always there. But exactly. I think I might have a better chance getting away with Michael Myers. Okay. Yeah, you're right about that, though, Amy. He's He walks really fast and then reappears. But, and then he... I didn't know Jason could run. I changed my answer. I've seen him run. Yeah, he. I saw him running in part three. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I don't know about the other ones, but yeah, I've seen part three about 500 times. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> one I remember him running in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So what's that? Who do you pick? Oh, I picked Michael Myers. Did you say Mike initially. Myers? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. I've seen people live or get away from him. So, um, so yeah. Right. Okay. Well, again, that was our uh, dark and twisted uh, segment. And again, that I believe is going to be a reoccurring uh, segment uh, from time to time, I think it's very interesting, even though it goes long, which is good. But um, but yeah, and hopefully you guys are out there answering the questions and, um, you know, what you would do. And you could take those questions and ask other people and find out, you know, the deep, dark, twisted secrets of your friends or, or loved ones. 
Um, so, uh, real quick question, you know, Halloween is here. Uh, so anyone dressing up for Halloween by any chance? Mm, I don't think so. No. I mean, maybe we'll see, but I no. mean, I'm just passing out candy, I okay. think. And we don't get as many, um, kids as we used to in the neighborhood because the neighborhood's just grown like crazy and yeah. they're just going to like the newer neighborhood. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. I mean, I think they're having like a dress up thing for work virtually. So maybe if I do dress up for that, I'll, you know, keep it on, I guess. No. Oh, okay. But no. How about you guys? Um, I might, um, you know, do a squid games, you know, um, dress up to hand out, you know, candy <laughs> as, um, cause I got these squid nice. game mask. And, uh, so I'll probably do that. You have the jumpsuit. Exactly. Or the sweatsuit or whatever. Yep, yep jumpsuit. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the sweatsuit. So I'm, I'm the ones who are, you know, holding those. Oh, the bad guys. guys. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um, but That's all right. a good one. Exactly. Okay, let's get into this. We don't have to, we, we're going to be very brief, you guys. I know this has been going long, but hopefully you're enjoying your Halloween uh, night and you just have us playing in the background while handing out candy, talking to your friends, uh, doing all kind of good things. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and, uh, get into this and, uh, I don't know how far we're going to go into this. Cause, uh, to me, I don't know if this is Halloweenish or more of uh torturous creepiness, but again, you probably don't want to be weird. trapped. Yeah. In any, uh, area this guy, uh, is, uh, located. So here we go. McKamey Manor, a place that's shrouded in mystery and controversy, Located in Somerville, Tennessee, less than an hour's drive from Memphis, McKamey Manor remains open year-round, offering a unique and chilling experience for those brave enough to step inside. So, what exactly is McKamey Manor? Well, it's not your typical haunted attraction. Owned and operated by Russ McKamey, this place is more than just a haunted house. It's often described as a survival horror boot camp. And here's the catch, folks. You don't have to wait for Halloween season to test your mettle. It's open year-round. The challenge? Survive. The average participant lasts a mere eight minutes, but to claim victory, you'll need to endure a grueling 10-hour ordeal. Once upon a time, Russ offered $20,000 to those who emerged with their sanity intact, but that offer has since been scrapped from the ominous 40-page liability waiver that every participant must sign. Who can partake in this madness? Well, there are strict criteria. You must be 21 and older or 1820 with parental consent. But that's just the beginning. Background checks, medical insurance, and even on-the-day drug tests are all part of the entry process. It's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. But what kind of person creates such a mind-altering test of emotional fortitude? Russ McCamey himself is an enigma. In his own words to WFLA in 2019, he's a very straight-laced conservative guy, but he runs this house of horrors that some perceive as a torture and fetish factory. Why? Well, it could be the films he creates, documenting every participant's experience and uploading edited versions to the Manor's YouTube channel. Full-length copies are reserved for potential legal issues, adding another layer of mystery. Believe it or not, the price of admission is a bag of dog food because Russ is a dog lover. 
but what you get out of it is something that might stay with you forever. While calling McCamey Manor a haunted attraction may be misleading, it's more of a psychological tour with Russ as your guide. In his own words to the Washington Post, if you're good enough and you're able to get inside somebody's noggin like the way that I can, I can make folks believe whatever I want them to believe. So, listeners, if you're intrigued by the strange and the macabre, McCamey Manor is a place that deserves a closer look. Just remember, once you step inside, there's no turning back. Stay tuned as we delve deeper into the unsettling world of this survival horror boot camp. Man, this was wild. This guy sounds like a psycho. Oh, no, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was. What the hell? And um, you guys can check out Monster Inside, America's Most Extreme Haunted House. It's on Hulu. And um, right now it's getting really, um, uh, you know, a lot of run because it's Halloween time and, you know, people are, you know, really into a a lot of uh, these scenarios. I guess Russ himself didn't really partake up, uh, uh, you know, in the actual uh, documentary, but he's on it and you would swear he was a part, you know, like he (laughs) had a hand in it, how much he's, you know, footage they were able to use. And uh, so that kind of threw me off, you know, on that, but let's talk about the particular uh, location. So, um, it's not really a haunted house because at the I heard about this a long time ago, right? And I was like, oh, I got to go, right? So me and my son, we were like, we got to go check this out. We got to go do this. We got to go do this. 20 grand haunted house, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do do that, right? You know, regardless of how haunted, you know, this place is. And it has nothing to do with being haunted. This is a torture factory. It's a place where people, for the most part, who have a fetish, you know, about, you know, like being in a horror movie, uh, being tortured, um, you know, um, you know, chest, I guess, testing out their fortitude of what they're what they can deal with as far as pain level, as far as um, just losing yourself. Um, you know, these types of people go into this, but it has nothing to do with ghosts, paranormal or anything. What are you guys' thoughts Mm -hmm. on this? I think that this guy is using um, this experience to legally live out his sick, demented sexual fantasies. Yes. I think he gets off on this. And if he wasn't doing this in this, I guess this is legal, this legal way he's doing it, um, I think we should maybe be worried about this guy exactly you know you know torturing and kidnapping people like i don't know he's it it's very strange and bizarre but he definitely gets off on it yeah and, yeah i would not want to be one of his neighbors <laughs> mm-hmm. well yeah like right. for sure <laughs> yes he, he's had to move uh to various locations um you know what's so uh you know sick about the whole thing is that the people who are tortured the worst actually end up working for him. So it's like a, um, it's, it's, it's like a mind thing to where he, he, he just gets into their, into, into their mind to be able to control Hmm. them psychologically and uh, to where they want to be around him. They want to, they want others to have that experience. And um, 
you know, so they start to work for him. And then eventually, you know, they end up, a lot of them end up exposing the things that he, he does as far as, you know, how he's going over the top, top torturing certain people. He'll torture guys like, you know, especially that are, you know, in the military, he'll go extreme, mm-hmm. like big time, way over the top. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with women, like Amy was saying, it's more of a, like a, a sick fetish type type thing to where, um, you know, some, you know, he, what happens is you, 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 once you get, you know, you're able to go one, you got to submit a video to a, um, site that he tells you about that, um, no one has access to, but him and his followers, and they're able to see the video. Um, and, uh, you have to like, you know, do something crazy or something extreme to yourself. And then, you know, like, so he can black, so he can use it for blackmail or like, no, so he can uh, see how far you're willing to go to be, to come to his, um, you know, location or whatever. (laughs) So he supposedly has a waiting list of over 27,000 people at the time that he was in, you know, his, his, um, this, this, um, house or torture chamber was in full (laughs) bloom and uh, he would tell his, you know, the people like, oh, yeah, we have everybody wants to come here. So, you know, what makes you different? What are you willing to do? And so they would do all these extreme things, um, you know, on camera. And, uh, you know, then he, he would submit it, watch it. Then he would contact you. You would fly in or drive in, however you get there. Uh, you would meet at a location um, of his choosing. Um, he wouldn't go there. He would send his lackeys uh, to pick the people up. And uh, they would blindfold them. They would tape like duct tape all around their heads. They would put like some, they would put headphones on. Um, they would, you know, tape up their I already mouth. Couldn't, I already couldn't do the drive over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, no. Yeah. Then drive to the location. And then once they get to the location, you know, they would start, they call it the tour, but it's really the torture is what it's really called. <laughs> And, um, (laughs) you know, and then as it would start, then Russ would show up and then say, are you, do you really want to do this? Are, you know, are you really capable to, uh, to, to make it through this? And, uh, you know, whether he would, and again, he knows kind of your vulnerabilities of things that you're scared of, because again, you have a serious questionnaire you have to, um, sign. And then also he's Mm -hmm. already talking to you before you even get to the location, if he likes you or or wants you on, on his, um, his in his manner um so he knows all these things to use against you uh whether mm-hmm. it's for fear or whether it's for manipulation to get you to uh submit to him you know once you're on because then you're there you're like okay i'm mm-hmm. gonna go through with it I, i'm not gonna quit i'm not gonna stop but i mean he literally tortures you beats the shit out of you and all kind of mm-hmm. uh different uh scenarios so um we have some is audio. this mm-hmm. Is this only during Halloween that he does this or does this it, is, is it all year round? All it's all year. year round. This is oh. all year round. See, I don't understand what. So I guess people have to fill out a questionnaire. And one of the questions is, what is your biggest fear? Like, why would you even answer that honestly? Because you know <laughs> he's going to use that against you. And you know, if you go into that, you're definitely not going to do the 10 hours that doesn't make sense why wouldn't you just like bobby said it's like a fetish like they want to be tortured and they want to be that's crazy you know but i mean he was talking about um you you know doing using 
psychology on them. And but mm-hmm. to me, I didn't. When you watch the documentary, I don't really see any of that. It's to me, all I saw was just physical torture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're gonna just tap out if you know. They said, um, you know, you could have your teeth pulled out. Some girl was getting her hair cut off. Like you can be tattooed and have your fingernails removed. I guess. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. That it. I mean, it just it. It's yeah. It's very confusing. That yeah. Um, I have of course, s- nobody's gonna pass sign ten out hours. For this. Exactly. Yeah, you, you would be amazed on. Hours? Yeah, I, I think a couple of people. The one girl in the dock um, did like ten hours, but. He actually, um, it was when he, um, you know, lo- pretty much lost everything in the sense of stopped doing stuff. People started turning against him. There was a lot going on. And then she went and uh, went back to him and he tortured her um, himself. And I think she did 10 hours, but she also slept during a certain part of it, um, thinking that something could have went on. You got to watch the doc. It's really interesting. But I'm going to play some audio uh, from it. Here we go. I'm going to do my best. If I break, I break. But at least I'm giving it a try. And I knew this day would come. But I'm going to do my best and I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to have my head held high. My name is Russ McCamey and I'm the owner and creator of McCamey Manor. And they call us the world's most extreme haunt. And I think I'd have to agree. A good way to explain what the manor is, it's it's a survival horror boot camp. It's where you're going to live your own horror movie. You're done. You're, you're done. Okay, get the people that come here really, really want to do this. And so don't feel sorry for them. I that. Why do I decide that? I just want to sleep. I'm so I got my hand on that little neck of yours no, again. You want me to squeeze no, that neck? You no, want me to squeeze it? No, Here no. it goes. Here it goes. But we offer $20,000 for real. It's in the contract if you can actually complete the resurrection tour. It's, it's that crazy. Uh-oh. Talk to me. Talk to me. Uh-oh. Talk to me. Are you okay? You have to last 10 hours. So the average time of everybody who's taken the tour at Resurrection is about eight minutes. McCain Manor, Manor kicked my ass. I'm a sissy. I quit. None. I broke it. You win. Okay. I broke it. I said it. What? I broke it. I know that. We already know you're pathetic. We know that. And get the straight jacket on. So you also have to sign a 40-page waiver that will tell you exactly everything that's going to happen to you before you step into to resurrection. Nothing is hidden from you. So you can never say, I didn't know I, I was going to get my, my tooth pulled without Novocaine. I didn't know I was going to be buried 12 feet underground. You knew all that. Put your head up. Don't drink this ever. You understand me? Don't drink it. 67 participant fully understands and agrees that their hand may be smashed with tools. Say it with me. You really don't want to. That's right. That's all you need to know right there. Uh, 
matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to win. The manner's going to break you. That $20,000, yes, it's, it's really there. If you survive it, I'm going to pay you $20,000. But guess what? It's never going to happen. Never. Because I know how it works. You want more cut off? Keep that in there. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. You want more? Oh, no. The price of the mission for you to have a chance at 20 grand is a 55-pound bag of dog food. Dog food. Dog food. That guy is a true psycho. <laughs> I mean, straight up. Dude. It's not even a question. I mean. That was it, intense. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's mm-hmm. crazy. But what I did not know is that people are into an immersive horror haunted experience. And I didn't. I have no clue. I didn't know that it even existed or was a thing. Um, they show as he's doing his thing, as they get into it, again, it, it's if you watch it, watch it at your own discretion because it is wild. Um, but as it, as one or two of the participants um, that do Russ's thing, they actually end up going into another. I think it's called Marissa, or um, it's I, I think it's called Marissa or something like that. But um, what what it is is um, or no um, uh, miasma miasma. That's M I A S M A. Um, and that's a whole nother thing to where you walk into a warehouse and they automatically put something over your head. You go through the wildest scenarios. I've seen it to, you know, you can see it in the dock is to where, you know, someone is hitting you with something. Uh, you know, the, the one, there's one Marine who, um, I felt so sorry for that dude. Uh, it was a Marine who's been in all kinds of different, um, you know, um, situations, whatever, being in the military. And he lost a lot of friends. And when he got back, he didn't, you know, he had, he didn't feel him, you know, as he was himself. And so he would start giving body parts away, like people who needed a kidney, um, people who needed like a half a liver, um, just certain things he would start, um, doing that to himself or whatever, because he felt kind of worthless. And, um, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, by going to the McKinney to have that experience, he wanted that, you know, and uh, he was like, um, if if it's not a felony being committed, I don't want to do it. But he did find that Russ's thing was way over the top, but he ends up doing that miasma. And um, there was like this one like he he was like, I think, butt naked, hanging in shackles and there was this one gal and she was like um she barely had anything on, I think no top, but she had like these um these um these uh what is it called? Um these things that shock you or whatever. They were like on her fingertips and so she was shocking him, you know, as she was like rubbing on him or whatever. It was a, it was wild. I was like, this is crazy. And uh they would put mm-hmm. them through all kinds of different scenarios and people for whatever reason are into, you know, this you know, as a thing. And, um, you know, and I was like, man, that is like, you know, some of my worst nightmares, someone to trap you in a cage and then torture you. You know, these, these people Mm -hmm. are being waterboarded. They're having, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like mud dumped on them. They're being buried in mud and can barely breathe. And, um, yeah, it's wild, you know? And, uh, so, 
Okay. I, sorry. Well, I couldn't watch the documentary because I don't have Hulu anymore. Oh, okay. But how is this legal? Like, is it just because you sign the waiver that he can do anything he wants to you? Or like, is he doing things within a limit? Like he's not, you know, like, d- is there violence? Does he actually like break anything or hurt you? Or like, what? Yeah, is, no, there's people that's been in hospital. Do they do? Yeah, no, there's people that's, that's been in the hospital. There's people who are bleeding and swollen guy with his eyes oh you know, closed. Their lips are like, they put these suction cups on their lips or whatever. The lips are like, you know, bleeding and, you know, look like they've exploded. It, it's crazy. Um, So they do go over the top. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as you sign that waiver, they pretty much can do everything to you upon the, you know, your death. And again, if they, you know, if you were to die, no one died. But I mean, I don't know if the waiver would matter per se, um, right. you know, at the <laughs> end of the day. Um, but uh, but he, he pushes it to the brink, to the edge. And uh, some of these people are, you know, you know, looking for this. They want to be tortured. They want to live out their fantasies. Like you guys said before about being chased by Jason, what would you do? And so on and so forth. But these people are living in one of these movies, uh, in reality, you know, chainsaw massacre style. And, um, it's like, uh, some people do it to see how far that they can push themselves. And, you know, like there was, there was teachers, you know, um, principals, you know, and these women were like in their forties and fifties. I'm like, you sure you might not have a heart, you won't have a heart attack. It's like, what are you thinking? And, um, you know, you know, a lot of older people, uh, people of all races. Um, and, uh, but, uh, and again, you know, obviously he's going to push it to where you're, he's never, would never have to pay out that money because it's so extreme Mm -hmm. to where you're going to want to give up, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. just from, you know, your body giving out or, um, you mentally, um, you know, given out. And a lot of these people say they're affected, you know, after, you know, it's all said and done and they have nightmares of well, these yeah, it's situations. traumatizing. But like, here's the thing. Oh my God. Those same people, they, they're, they want to go back to other places and do those, you know, and still do that, you know, extreme, um, you know, horror scenarios. So it's kind of weird. And again, the ones that were being tortured the most to where, it was close to something seriously happening. Those people ended up working for him. So it's, you know, yeah. yeah so well, that's psychiatry or the, the one doctor lady was saying that it's a lot of people that have already had PTSD. Yeah. And so they seek out external factors to just, I guess, keep reliving that. So like a lot of the people that are on his list, they have like severe, you know, trauma in their life. So, um, yeah, this is like something that, I don't know, they just, I guess, feel like they need or just, um, I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's like hard face to... Face their fears or something. Yeah, it's hard to understand. Right. Yeah, it's difficult to understand, though, obviously, if, you know, you're not in their situation. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, that was really interesting. But one thing that I thought was interesting was the lawyer that was on there said that even though some of these people signed a waiver they could still come back at him because like if your mouth is covered up, how are, how are you able to tell him, no, stop, I'm done. Yeah. So yeah, the, and, they, and that's they the may thing. be able to get him that way. Exactly. Um, he has no safe word. Um, the, the, um, miasma people, they have a safe word. Minute you say that safe word and they're always asking you, you know, do you want to use a safe word? Are, are you, are you, you know, do you want to use it? And they're constantly asking that question. 
And uh, once you say it, everything stops. And uh, but with him, it doesn't. It's to his discretion, you know. I have a question about that because, like I said, I couldn't watch this documentary, but I had heard of this place a couple years ago, and I watched like a little YouTube video about it or whatever. But one thing that I remember was that he, even if you ask to leave, he doesn't let you leave. Sometimes, like, is that true? Like, if you tell him to stop and you're done, he can just keep you there. Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're um, saying. See, and that's like, the part why that I'm not okay with? Right. Like, why would he not have a safe word? That's just insane. That just shows you oh, how yeah. much he just wants to continue and he enjoys it. And yeah, he's yeah. going to do whatever he can to make sure. Yeah. I don't know if he still offers the $20,000, but if he was, like, I heard that he's just, as it gets closer to that deadline, he's just gone as extreme as possible. Like, you yeah. know. Like you said, you're never going to make it because he'll just right. keep going. Not e- pay even, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, um, this guy is older. He's probably in his um, late 50s or somewhere around there. But he dates younger women. And he actually tortures his girlfriends on video to um, either entice people. Oh, look at this young lady. She's beautiful. She's willing to do this, that, and the third. But he's he goes over the top even with them um, and, and pushes it. Um, as he's recording, recording them, you know, to put it out to get other people, you know, to come, you know, to his location, and, um, and then, but he he also finds himself to getting involved with the women that he's torturing, like it's a whole, you know, like a fetish thing. He's um, sick, and uh, <laughs> he's and, a and sicko, exactly. <laughs> and he, he he looks wild for the night. And the funny thing about it, these women fall for this guy, like you know, hook, line, and sinker. Um, you know, it's like, it's like, um, some type of, and, and he used to be, uh, in the Navy. He was, uh, he was, yeah, he was in the military. He's in the Navy. And, uh, I don't know if he's using, uh, military tactics as far as, you know, to break somebody down, like in boot camp. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's weird. Again, it is more of a Halloween nightmare than a haunted or paranormal <laughs> location, uh, if you find yourself, you know, in uh, his clutches, because uh, you never know which, you know, person or, you know, um, will he will push to the edge or whatever to where that person loses their life. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, for what? Um, but, uh, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> not even a million years. Once I saw what it was, you know, back then when I was like, oh, yeah, let me try that. You know, let's check this place out. I was like, oh, hell no, yeah. this is a this is about torturing people. It's nothing about no, you know, it's not a ghost or they're trying not to scare you the, out of the house. Yeah. You know, it's nothing like that. Not um, even for the 20,000, though? No. Heck for, no. Have you, you no. watched yeah, Not even watched for a million. I, I wouldn't do yeah, it. Yeah. No, you'd have to, um, yeah, you'd have to be into that state of, um, tor- you know, it's like being tortured. You, you would have to like being tortured and the people who who actually went there who who wanted to be tortured it was too extreme for them because it went over the top i mean the things that he would uh do from um making them eat all kind of crazy stuff pouring all kind of different liquids you know on their you know their face covering their face um like i said a lot of waterboarding with uh mud water um you know being buried um having chains um you know heavy you know 50 pound chains put around your neck and and, and weighted down um just a lot of uh, extreme extreme uh things uh being put in cages uh being left in the sun in the open area it's not about night he doesn't care if it's night or day 
Um, yes, he will have you in extreme um, night and freezing cold and freezing weather and all that. Again, breaking you down mentally um, to where at the end, even though when he lets you up or you say you can't do it, he'll make you say a crazy statement. Um, he'll make you wear like a dog costume in front of the local supermarket and say, I, I, I didn't survive the, you know, McCainy Manor and I, you know, whatever. He made people hand out cookies and telling them that, you know, they couldn't, uh, that they couldn't, um, you know, uh, do the, um, yeah, the 10 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Cause some people tapped out like you know, eight minutes to where they're like, no, I'm done. I don't care. You know, when they could mm-hmm. talk, they were like, no, I, this is, you know, this is it. So it's over. Even the, the, mm-hmm. the guy who wanted the extreme, um, situations to happen to him from the military, he, I think he only lasted like eight minutes, you know, um, what? But, yeah. And, and it's funny because, um, the women last long, I want to say from what I saw, the women were lasting longer than the men. You know, um, and I think it was. Do you more, think that's because he goes easier on oh, them? Oh hell or do you no, think no, he's, he's not going easy. He actually no? goes, but maybe he wanted them to yeah. because he was kind of attracted to doing that to them. So maybe he, you know, yeah, like he, makes it. He kept it he to his benefit. Longer. Yeah, and it's yeah. not just him. He 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 does have a team, or whatever. Now I don't know what it is, but they, at some point he did start doing it by himself. But. Um, but um, it, it, it was just a, a, in a sense of the military guys, he would physically um, put more on them as far as whether they're being hit. Um, a lot of the physical stuff um, that is in the is in the contract happens more to the military guys than any. Um, yeah, there were women who were um, I think one of the women end up going to the hospital, um, but they still, again, lasted longer than the men. You know, because you got you guys got that birth uh, fortitude when you know uh, you could deal with a lot of pain, higher Some, pain tolerance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, you know that fight or flight kicks in. You know, men men definitely as far as the, the physical physicality of you know something or whatever, but just to you know be able to uh, to deal with pain. You know, the, the guys were tapping out uh, really quick, but the women were were sticking mm-hmm. around. It, it was it was crazy. But uh, but yeah, that's the whole thing on the McKinney Manor. Sorry for the long podcast, you guys. But you know, uh, just sit back, unwind, let it play, enjoy it when you can in parts and all that good stuff. Um, you know. But this was our Halloween episode. So, how do you guys feel about the show? Did we? Uh, we've seen there made was it through. A, a lot to talk about. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I thought it. I thought it was really interesting. It, I thought it was a good show. Yeah, it was long, but it was interesting. I liked all the mm-hmm. topics. Good insights. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. When I heard that he had a twenty thousand dollar reward, I went on that website to try to <laughs> sign up Are for the McCain. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Carolyn, I would not let you do that. I would have been like, nope, stop. I don't know uh, if know. I trust. My life in that man's hands, though, now that we've been discussing yeah, it. Yeah, so. do not apply for Do that not apply to that. You better. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even say to try the miasma or whatever Um, if you want to, you know, just do extreme things. Is there a reward? No, there's no that reward. One? No. No, you got to okay. pay them. Mm-hmm. So, so, oh, no. Um, for, for not that. interested. Yeah. You know, or, or just but go. Yeah, this was a great show. Yeah. Or you great can go Halloween, be in a B-movie. spectacular. Yes, it was. But, uh, yeah, so if anybody out there who's uh, been to McKinney uh, Manor, hit us up. Let us know, you know, about it. We I don't care what you say. I think Russ is sick as hell. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you can email me or uh, hit us up at Strange Darkness Radio on IG. 
but uh but yeah so um you guys have a good halloween night we are out We hope you enjoyed this spine-tingling Halloween episode of Strange Darkness Radio. Be sure to join us for more eerie adventures with your hosts, Bobby Washington and Carolyn Gray. And don't forget to catch our thrilling bonus episodes hosted by Amy Tideman. To never miss a spooky moment, subscribe to Strange Darkness Radio on Podbean or your preferred podcast platform. Stay eerie and keep the chills coming.